Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Saturday the 9th of March 2013. Uh, start of season four of the Salacast uh, with our brand new intro, which means I haven't heard yet, but you've just heard. So <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that, listeners. And uh, joining me today, the architect and uh, writer of that theme, Robert Kemp. Oh, do you know architect music? I was trying to think the word. Artist, musician. It's because like... Composer. 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 Yeah. yeah I, was trying to, I was trying to work out, is there a way you can yeah. architect music? Like, I suppose if that's if you're... Maybe that's what you're doing when you're doing, like, themed music to a degree or something, and you're trying to... Well, like a film score or something. Yeah, maybe. Or, like, if you're doing a concept piece, maybe it's more of an architecture thing, because you're... architurizing, Architecting the sound to sound like the thing that your concept is... Is that the verb for doing architecting? I don't think so. What do you think it is? Is there a verb for that? No. Designing your architecture, I guess. Probably. Architecting. What are you doing? Being an architect. (laughs) Doesn't sound quite right. (laughs) Architecturalising. And also here, Zachary Burgess. Woo. (laughs) It's my traditional start of the year statement, I guess. It's your traditional, I'm not infused that we've been doing this for so long. (laughs) I'm infused. He is infused. Just about some other things sometimes. <laughs> I'm infused, just not about this. <laughs> Man. I expect we'll have plenty of things to talk about for a change. You reckon? This week. Was last week full of random? I think it was. I think we had a lot of random. Quite a lot of random. <laughs> PlayStation meeting last week. <laughs> there was Rob's giant dream sequence, and that took up quite a long time. <laughs> that was like a mid section. It was like, like two minutes. It's like a nice I think it's slightly warm to me. But it felt a warm to me. <laughs> oh dear. I, I, I'm, I'm glad my emotional turmoil is of that much importance to you. Indeed. Well, my fake emotional turmoil. <laughs> yeah, your, your subconscious turmoil that you don't know what it means. What does it mean? What does it mean? Read my dream. Apparently, I had I must have been having another dream the other night. So apparently, elbowed gnome in the face. Ow! That doesn't necessarily mean you're having a dream. What time no. in the, the, the night? Like, I, I don't know. In the morning. I can't remember what time it was. I just remember being woke up, going, "Oh, elbow!" But that's all I know. I don't, I don't remember doing it or anything. Just her going, "Wah, wah, wah." No, I'm getting bad. Cat allergy today. Don't know why. I took a Benadryl drill, we all. Uh, <laughs> Benadryl drill, y'all. Exactly. Doesn't seem to have helped yet. And you're using an incredibly loud tissue. <laughs> Is that a I did wonder if there's... We'll find out. Okay. That's one thing I've noticed over the recent episodes is that sniff. We need like a sniff button on the mic or something. Yeah, there's, there's no... Oh. Hello. Here comes the fourth <laughs> member of this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, what, so what happened when I elbowed you in the face? I punched you back. Oh, uh, did you? Was that, was, that why you I, was that why I woke up? You punched me? No, I woke you awake. Okay. I woke you awake. <laughs> 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 that makes sense. Yeah, so anyway. So random. <laughs> yeah, that's out of the way. Oh man, I know, uh, talking about another podcast that we always talk about. But <laughs> yeah. Random on the giant podcast this week lasted 45 minutes. That was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome, but still, it's like ridiculous length of random. Our random seems to be contained to, to cut that out all this hour. meta. <laughs> I don't know. Have we ever done that? Before? <laughs> We've metted quite badly. We've metted. 
That's what I said. <laughs> Did you architecture? <laughs> Did I architecturalize the method? <laughs> that wasn't the word. What was it? Architecting. That was it. Oh, we've just been bought. Live. <laughs> Live board game playing on the podcast. I awesome. found a ten game centre. Oh my god, I used to play tons of Chinese checkers. I don't know why. I, was just, I think it was like because it was a fancy board and it had like holes in it. Yeah, basically. And, like, and what the hell is Mancala? Mancala. Mancala? Man- Mancala? You have to put the things in the holes. I was halfway through that sentence and I realised that was the greatest description of a game. <laughs> I'm good at that. <laughs> I can tell you that now. Although, to be honest, that's how you play Chinese checkers as well. You put the things in the hole. Put things in the holes, and then you take the thing out of the hole, and then you put it in a different hole. Player. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> that cribbage sounds a lot like, it looks a lot like Mastermind. Putting things in the holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Solid Air doesn't look like there's things in the holes, though, which is normally how Solid no, Air's laid that, out. That might be, um, like, pegs in, or things in, um, divots. divots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway things are divots should we talk about what's computer games for Christ's sake let's no. not <laughs> let's talk about family 10 game centre well, how many of these games have you actually played like this, is this like a sign of our time or something it's like I don't, think, I don't know what the fuck roller map is no I, I, I've heard of cribbage no idea how I don't know to play what the fuck it, it is <laughs> this version of solitaire that they've shown looks a bit is it like reminds me of blind man's bluff which I have played but well, it's just solitaire, but they're using the black and white pieces from the other games, which is why it's black and when white. When you say it's just solitaire, but it's, it's not like card solitaire. No, it's solitaire, solitaire, the board game, where you, you take out the middle peg, and then you just, every time you jump over one of the other pegs, you remove it from the board, and you just have to clear the board. Oh. I might have, That's I how might, you play solitaire. I might know that, then. I just, yeah, never knew it was called that. It was a solitaire thing. I suppose that's the definition of solitaire, isn't it? It doesn't have to be tied to any particular style. It's just... It's solo. Yeah, <laughs> it's a solo game. Is that what that means? Playing your own solitaire? I don't know. That's what everyone thinks it means nowadays. Tic-tac-toe shouldn't be here. No. It's a non-game. I've never played Backgammon. I have how that works. That's a lie. I don't know how it works. And I remember trying to play it on a shitty shareware disc on my Amiga. Well, yeah, everyone had a shitty Backgammon computer game at some point. I had one on the Atari. Yeah, I never did work out how that played. No. Games. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my link, but no, no, we're going to move oh, on. Oh, here comes so. Dad's allergy ball. The cat is approaching. Welcome, Kitty. Welcome to our fourth, or end of third year celebrations. And then it leaves. Bye. Shut the door, quick. Don't care about that. I don't know if that makes a difference. I'm sure it's just the hair over. Well, I was more worried about the sound of a kettle brewing outside. It's going to be a great podcast so far. It's going well so far. I'm just looking at this picture of Mancala, and it looks like you've had to organise the meds for an elderly relative. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You have to put the things in the holes, <laughs> and there's some score points value, and you have to like shift them from one hole to the other and stuff. I don't know. That's vaguely how I remember that game working. You know, every time I play, we, we like we'll play this or even talk about this pass out game. Every time I look at that in my head, there's um, that song by What's His Face. <laughs> that song by What's His Face. I can't remember his name. Um, black rapper, fairly big British. Oh, uh, Dizzy Rascal. No, no, not Dizzy Rascal. Who's black and British? Not very... Lenny Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a rapper. Uh, no. He says, let's go! I'm, I'm, I'm joking. 
Oh, God, that's really bad. How can I not remember? Oh, it's right. not Tinchy Strider. It's like, it's, oh, like, him. Uh, it's not him. Okay. But, it's... <laughs> but for some reason, that name keeps coming into my head. Oh. It's because there aren't very many super famous British uh, like rappers. No, he's, he's, often, he's sung on a Swedish House Mafia song. He's done... Um, he's, tiny he's temper. on a chase tiny, tiny temper, temper that's it yes tinny tiny tiny, <laughs> tiny temper yeah. there we go I'm trying to think of all the famous well, I, I need to get a T hence Tinchy I suppose and then what about his song he has a song called Pass Out oh okay then <laughs> Man. that was the most tortured <laughs> <laughs> let's help Rob remember the name of this guy and then it's just it's a song but yeah, it's a song. I, for some reason that's what it reminds me of every time. For some reason, it's the name of the bloody song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not for some reason. That's a perfectly logical reason. <laughs> Till we hit the ground. So Direct <laughs> I want to really. I want to name myself uh, someone or other and release that song as my first single. <laughs> that's good. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Something or other. Would only really would, would something or other work in other countries? Or would you have like or is Pingy Me Bob? Pingy Me Bob. I, I think Pingy Me Bob is like. probably more English. Yeah, no, okay, probably. Well. Doohickey. That might work in. That's like a thing, though. A Pingy Me Bob or a Doohickey is a physical object. Yeah, it? I think. Just call yourself stuff and have the song be called Things. <laughs> things <laughs> <by> stuff. <laughs> I bet there's already a band called Star. I bet there probably is. Probably a band called Things. <laughs> well, no, you could, well, that's you quite could, a good name, though. But you could have like, um, um, uh, so your 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 band name could be like Prox be Proxy or something like that, and then any any song <laughs> what? something so, by Proxy, yeah, any any song name is a verb. <laughs> it's a murder by Proxy, <laughs> or no one, no one by Proxy. <laughs> no, it's the other way around. <laughs> by no one. <laughs> by no one. <laughs> Bye bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Hello. Hello. Bye <laughs> bye. That would be really good. <laughs> I was thinking you could call themselves the. You could call them the bye, and then be by the bye every time. <laughs> but yeah. Like well, anything, that, anything that starts with the word, you know, any word that begins with bye, bye. could be good. Like uh, bisexual. Curious. Cycle. By cycle. <laughs> it's scary considering you're, when I walked in, you were talking about putting things in people's holes. We didn't no, say we people. We were yeah, talking you, about you inferred that. That was in your mind, that. that yeah. Thing. Yeah. People's like, holes we're, we're a family show. Yeah, you're not allowed to be show. It's like you're not allowed to be scared by that. You were the one who caused it. <laughs> you brought this game with fit holes and things into <laughs> the house. <laughs> things that must be placed in holes. Player. <laughs> Don't don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> yeah, clearly. We probably hate several of those games. Family Ten Game Center. It's just a strange. It's a, it's a shit way. <laughs> the Family Ten Game Center. Well, I suppose it's a it's a center of ten games. Therefore, it's a, a ten game center, and then the theme is family. So it's a how is family how is game any game. board game family really? Most of those, I mean, for a start, well, one of those games is to be played one player. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> and then like most of the rest of them are to be played two players. Oh, yes, but all of your family aren't there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when your family isn't here, yeah, this game becomes your family. <laughs> well, that's why there's ten of them, right? So it's plenty of holes. Sounds like a family <laughs> to me. 
If you've got an odd number of people, then you, then the left out person gets to play the one player game. Well, assuming that you just end up playing it doesn't Chinese, use the same pieces. You just end up playing Chinese checkers all the time because it's like six player. Yeah, exactly. That's the family game. Hmm, and sense. then you pass out. <laughs> has it actually got? Hang on, wait. I was about to say, has it actually got... It's got, like, a picture of chess. <laughs> yes, I counted chess. the others, and there's nine numbers. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Have they just put chess on the box and not actually included chess? <laughs> chess is the only one that matters, but that's also definitely not a family game. No. <laughs> yeah, your your one child that's good at math will kick your ass at it. <laughs> and it takes fucking forever. It's a brain problem with chess. What well, doesn't have to do? Well, yeah, but if you're, if you're if you're good enough to play it fast, like you know what moves what moves to do, then you you're already playing chess yeah. way too much, and you don't need to play it with your family. That's true. <laughs> if I was playing it as well, I'd like I'd probably get the pieces confused and do so. I'm going to sacrifice my king. Oh wait, <laughs> wait, isn't there a rule about you putting yourself into a situation like that? Yeah, you're like, not you can't allowed put to move into check yeah. for obvious reasons. Because then you'd lose. <laughs> <laughs> that would be done. Yeah, but surely, that, if, surely at that point you deserve to lose if you've done that. Not really. What, so that you can't, uh, you know, do that irritating thing of, oh, I'm going to lose anyway, suicide. No, maybe. I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure you could sort that out with yourself, wouldn't you? You, could just, you just don't say it. <laughs> well, it also probably had some other, had some other implication at some point. Like scoring or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> back in the back in the scoring days, I don't know what. Back in those scoring days, remember those days when we used to actually keep score when we were playing chess. Nowadays, it's just all <laughs> you just play until you win. I mean, exactly. what's... I mean, what's with that? <laughs> there was scoring. No, I'm just making shit up. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know if you were talking about that as a way of like working out ELO or something. Like well, that. I was thinking that maybe that would be a reason for that rule. Like, if you wanted to stop the other guy from scoring more points by taking the rest of your pieces off the board, you'd just <laughs> sacrifice yourself when you knew you were pretty much already done. <laughs> Maybe, but, I, but yeah, as I said, I don't think ELO is ever ranked like that, is it? It's the skill of the two players, sort of, like, will get a certain amount <laughs> How do you rate skill in chess? By your ELO. <laughs> <laughs> your ELO is determined by your ELO. It's a logical system. No, the change in ELO is, is ranked by your ELO. <laughs> So that's, how, that's how these things work. The only, the only thing that gives that gives you points in chess is winning. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I meant. <laughs> like it's, it's a very binary system at that point. So you have to play. Basically, that's why you have to play so much fucking chess because in order to get your ELO to move at all, <laughs> you have to play tons. I suppose that's the same with like if you're trying to get on the pro gaming circuit. Well, then pro gaming is more matter, a matter of practice. Yeah, but so but how do you make a how make a name for yourself in order to become a pro gamer? It's like you well, have to be good at it. We have to put, well, you have to play a shit ton of it, and for people to recognise you, and that and like that you and, have to play a shit ton of it. You could, if there was like some guy who was just a savant and he just sat down and destroyed everyone immediately, then <laughs> he could probably be a pro gamer. Yes, but had you become known to get sponsorship to be a pro gamer, unless you were just happened to go to the pro gamer guys like straight off and said, fuck this, I could do it. Yeah. But, or, like, or but they just, probably don't do or that. Or you had an ex- a, exhibition match or something. But they probably don't do that because there's probably a million applicants saying, oh, I'll be a pro gamer. Oh, I'll be a pro gamer. I'm like 12. They don't do that. They just look at the, like in StarCraft, they just look at like the top 100 players in the country. And, and that's my point. You're going to have to play a ridiculous amount of StarCraft to get in that board. No, but you, 
if you were if you because it won't ra- it won't rank you against someone that's that much better than you. No, it does. It has a well, it, it it has a sort of staggered system where it will rank you someone that's a few levels above. Well, you. I didn't mean that. I mean, even there's like there's I think there's matches where it can just rank well out. It's not just it's when you're playing your normal matches, it's like the ones near you. Hmm. But I think it does have like. The, well, especially at the start of the season, of course, in StarCraft, where it's like the ranking matches, where it's basically the, your, your first matches of that season, where it doesn't know where to put you. It's just like random people. You'd have to win. Try your luck. You'd have to win a major, major tournament. Is what I'm saying, and those things could be pretty epic as well. You know, in length. I think there's probably ways to discover skill that's not just looking at the ranking. <laughs> well, I don't know how you do that in video games, really, because it's it's not like. It's not like you have talent scouts like going through Team Fortress 2 like, spectating on random games. Well, not on Team Fortress 2. There's all kinds of uh, performance metrics that you can look at. I, there was, uh, uh, at my work, uh, that we have something that does something like that, but apparently the Microsoft one's called True Skill or whatever. And it's well, to be yeah, called. and it's, that, that's what they're supposedly using on Xbox since yeah. its initiation, but... I don't think anyone uses that correctly since Halo 2. No. Yeah, it worked then, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's well, well mostly. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> then sort it got of, steadily but... worse from there. Well, I think it was Start. mostly just an ELO system. Like, your team won. You did well on the team, therefore you get more ELO. You lost, but you were good on your team, so you'd lose less than... I think it was like a, just a, a rough ELO but metric, but for some reason that worked really well. Whereas, you know, modern games are just like, rank up. You want to see the numbers go up? Rank up. Well, that's why they need two systems, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you need to. Well, yeah, they sort of try and do that, I think, with COD because you know when I was trying to experiment with League COD on um, Blops Two, and it's like because they have that thing, they they basically do that. They have ladder matches within these leagues, and um, and that's quite obviously completely separate from your experience rating or how many times you've prestiged. Prestiged. So yeah, that ranking stuff. So yeah, we've got this uh, new guy at work who's been doing stuff for years. Apparently, he did the AI for Forza One. Oh wow! Yeah, did the control software and everything for it. Because yeah, well, that was incredibly ambitious. Yeah, Forza One. Yeah, it's weird because Forza One was made in you know Redmond by a huge team, but there were, apparently there were two guys in Cambridge who would do the AI. And this the is the driver tar thing you mean. He what? wrote driver tar. I, is that what it was called? Yeah. Well, they had that thing where you, it was you like train you, it. And yeah, AI, yeah, yeah, yeah. The AI would, well, most of the AI in that game was never programmed. It that's was it. All trained. That's it. That's what he did. Wow. Yeah. So he's our new guy. Uh, but he he's recently done this sort of uh, football ranking algorithm thing where he takes in all the data from all the all the key performance indicators of like how far people players run and stuff and shots on target and all the different statistics and <laughs> compile them together and then he can run his sparse Bayesian filter that basically works out what's the most important uh, features or what, what, what are the ones that really make okay. a difference yeah. to the win and the first time he did it he put all 50 million or whatever performance indicators into the software and it came out with two vitally important stats for whether you're going to win or lose mm-hmm. and uh, it turns out with 100% accuracy um, or with a 100% correlation scoring more goals and conceding less goals means you win more matches <laughs> <laughs> so we took those ones out and ran it again <laughs> that's quite funny 
quite hard to win a football game if you don't have the ball. <laughs> As the old quote goes. <laughs> oh, that was quite hilarious. That was pretty good. Yeah, so, but yeah. So basically, so it's not even um, a, a, like, um, a ratio. When you say, like, like, scoring and conceding, do you mean, like, the ratio between? Or is it, like, the teams that win the league are the ones that score the most goals? Because you could theoretically win the league without scoring yeah. the most goals. No, sorry, it was... It was as dumb as it sounds. It was, the ratio, it was yeah. yeah, it was a ratio per match. <laughs> so it's like literally the scoreline. You means, you were, means whether or not you lose depends on the scoreline. It turns yeah. out, basically. Well, even, by, even by that stat, you know, you could win by small ratios. Yeah, that's compared true. Compared to like, you know, 3-2 victories, I guess. Over. Yeah. But he had all kinds of interesting stuff. It was pretty cool. Because he was, it was like converting boring numbers and then weighting it by the statistics of, you know, uh, um, how how important this ranking is, or whatever, and then he turned it into little visual little bars, almost like a computer game, which is really cool. Was so it, you could see at a glance. Was it that film Moneyball? That yeah, it's exactly game? like that. He is, is, he just, is he just doing that to football? Basically, because, yeah. that was his plan. But so it didn't we don't work out. We, yeah, because we don't really have that no. stat culture, do we? I think he was trying to do sport. that, but nobody bought it because they were getting uppity and saying, mm, well, "We know what we're talking about already." Uh, but that's Moneyball. I know. You need to find one guy who exactly. wants to adopt the system, and so you can build an ultimate team of losers. Yeah, and then that her strangely combined to make the ultimate stat team. Exactly, and you will win. Yeah, I need to see that film now. Yeah, so, so yeah, I. It, it wasn't shown in this country, but, you know, very, very limited, mm-hmm. which is a shame because it's you know supposed to be very good. I'll check that out. So anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah, if we need an interview with a guy who did the Forza AI that's, on the cards. He also apparently... That's pretty incredible, though, because that AI was It was really good, yeah, yeah. Exactly, it was groundbreaking. He showed a little video of it learning and being ultimately shit to start off with, and then, <laughs> and then getting really good over, over the track. Um, so presumably they would... I don't know, I'll have to talk to him about it, but presumably they trained each car you know each the ai on each car or at least the various types of car yeah yeah. on the physics of each car which is great because it was what gave the game that sort of oh people can muck up sensation that hadn't really come before it i'm aware anyway okay it sort of happened in games of shit ai like i don't know the screamer ai would occasionally cock up and then get stuck (laughs) yeah um but you hadn't really seen it in a convincing manner where it's like they've tried to take this corner right but they've just lost grip or something and have slid out. And it's yeah, it basically started that trend. So wow, kudos, yeah. kudos to that guy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Uh, apparently, he did the, some of the driving physics on Crackdown, which impressed me less. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> see what else. That is a strange move. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I have to see what else he's done. But but yeah, so random wow. skill ranking story there. Yeah, probably do. So he's skanking. He's, he's top ranking. <laughs> so video games. What the news? What's the news? Got any news? You know what? I don't. And, and the pro- but the problem is, is that most of the news this last week has been centered around SimCity. That's true. I have one news that I saw the other day that was kind of cool. <laughs> a single news. A single news. <laughs> is is there a word for a singular news? <laughs> yes, a news. And oh, is it a new? It's a news item, isn't it? Or something because isn't that why it's called the news? Because it's more than one. Because it's several new events. So it's the news. <laughs> so, but when someone says, have you heard the news? And they're talking about one new. The news. <laughs> well, <laughs> <it's> the news. <laughs> have you heard the news? 
Maybe that's probably where it started. I've got news Maybe. for you. It means you have at least two things to come back. <laughs> oh, but news sounds plural. You know, when you say it like that, that definitely says plural. Yeah, I've got news. But he's... Because you don't say, I've got a food, do you? You say, I've got food. You don't say, I've got foods, though. <laughs> you can. If you're a you can, but... If you're a grocer, I have foods. I'm not sure that's a very On your account, so it'll probably look on your books. It'll probably look like foods. Not sure that's a very legitimate grounding sentence <laughs> <laughs> Foods is a real word. So anyway, my new... Yeah, yeah. New, what's new? Is that Microsoft are re-releasing Age of Empires 2 in HD multi-monitor support on Steam with Steamworks. Holy shit. It's like, what? <laughs> that's quite weird. So it's quite how, would they make, how would they make that HD? Just, it's uh, basically it pixel wasn't art. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't it HD anyway? Or is it like, oh, they're doing a complete graphic revamp? No, I think I think it, it looks the same. It's just, just they, they fixed resolutions. it for large reses and okay. stuff. And there were some tweaks, I think, to the graphics and stuff and stuff. Multi-mod support yeah, on, a, yeah. on a strategy game. Yeah. <laughs> on the pixel art strategy. What are they going to do? Are they going to have one big one screen devoted to the map? Or is it so you no, can move two viewports? It looks like you can move two independent viewports from this footage I was watching. That could be pretty cool, actually. Which is quite hilarious. Because you could have one on your base at all yeah, times. Yeah. You can do that in Settlers 2. <laughs> can, can you? Yeah. Where you, where you can open a window that is another viewport and then scroll that little mini viewport around the map. So you can have like a little window open which shows you somewhere else. Wait, was it active as well? Yeah, you could actually inter- click on things through it. Oh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. Settlers 2, groundbreaking. Well, Settlers 2 had multiplayer where you play on the same, on the same computer with two mice. So, <laughs> so did Lemmings. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that awesome. shit was amazing. So yes, yes it's hard to be stealthy in a game like that. Yeah, it kind of ruins the whole idea of Settlers too, where it's like you just look at the other half of the screen and see what the other guy's doing. What's going on here? <laughs> no fun of war there. <laughs> so Age of Empires. Yeah. Wall and all, bitches. <laughs> so when we're talking about this, did, did we mention this on the cast before? Because you stumbled upon that they were doing, was it Close Quarters or Close Combat? Close oh close yeah, that's because I was wondering about that. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. yeah, I don't have any we talk about any new again. for that. Unfortunately. <laughs> no new, no new, There's no news. I suppose they're doing more room on iOS. Yeah, that's not really news. No. That's just a sequel, yeah. a fairly obvious a sequel. sequel. Oh, and a free <laughs> DLC pack, but I haven't played the room yet. I probably should pick that up. It's something to do on my iPad. The room is that unrelated? To it's unrelated to Tommy Rizzo. <laughs> it's it's Tommy not the Rizzo. new. Dario, why the that? new? The room. The rooms. <laughs> the rooms. That's what the sequel is going to be called. Yeah, the house. <laughs> <laughs> the block. The ghetto. I watched... <laughs> I I, this isn't really news, but it was from a news story, but I saw a stupid video of the most ludicrous Pokemon Yellow hat you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Where... Because you know how there's the speedrun of Pokemon Yellow where you you save the game but then reset halfway through saving so it corrupts the save file right. and then it, you move Pokemon you move corrupted Pokemon around in the list and it basically edits the memory yeah, and then you make it, it so the door out of your house just leads you to the end <laughs> and then you win <laughs> awesome well, like, then someone was like wait it edits the memory let's take this to the logical conclusion so what they did was like they did that hack and then instead of just making the door take them to the end they started moving a load of different items around and basically reprogrammed the entire game well, what? they basically, using the item list that they store in their computer, they made a programming language that could be operated by the Game Boy's buttons. And this is all tool assistance, so obviously you can actually do this fast. So you can compile it. 
But so you make this, you make a programming language inside the inside the game, basically, and then when you trigger it, it basically crashes the game, and then you just input loads of commands on the button, and then rewrite a whole new program inside the game, and it just like he just drew like a pixel art picture and made a made a new music song out of the sound effects that are stored <laughs> on the card. It's like that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Why isn't that sort of the the best memory editing. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good that they made a compiler out of the friggin' like out of the glitch. But isn't that kind of like the, the similar vein to how homebrew stuff you know comes about? How these like console hacks start? Well, yeah, they find a glitch in the system that basically just opens up somewhere where they can inject code. It's just like fuck speedrunning that sounds right a whole new game. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. I did see an article the other day on the programming Reddit about how how Pokemon. Uh, stats are actually stored with like bit masks and stuff instead of you know like uh that takes a character and and you puts eight billions in that or whatever by flipping the bits okay, and stuff, yeah, yeah. stuff like that all kinds of crazy so they fitted it into a tiny amount of space all day. <laughs> this is why it's so easy to fuck up yeah exactly why you exactly. get missing though and all that shit yeah yeah oh, all that stuff about old memory management is fascinating because yeah. there's some seriously famous glitches for stuff. Is it Final Fantasy VI, I think it is, where there's a lot of, like, you can mess with the a particular part where a character's supposed to die and you can bring them back to life after them when they're supposed to be by flipping which character is in a certain memory slot at a certain time by reloading a save. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You know, those are the glitches I kind of like, the ones that you can do legitimately just by using the game in a certain way. Here's another sort of related story that Rob's going to like but not that much because <laughs> he might also be saddened. Not a lot. <laughs> when there's, there's someone discovered that if you if you have a game genie or the equivalent, yep. the more modern equivalent for the cool. GameCube okay, yeah. and you shove F0GX in there there's actually F0AX is on the disc. You can actually access the arcade version. What? By GameGenie. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. What's the difference? It's well, I, I, just time trial, basically. It has a countdown and time extends when you do the lap or whatever. Yeah, uh, it plays it well. You know, and slightly different tracks, I think. Well, the AX tracks were available in GX anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, as as unlocked. But there were the, the 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 advantage to that potentially could be because the that had the arcade machines let you plug in your GameCube memory card. Yeah. Um so you could unlock more ship parts. And some of those you could get I think you could get most of the ship parts through GX anyway, but some of the harder ones were ridiculous because it forced you to do the very hard variants of the story missions and um to play through the um I think most of the AX campaigns on like expert difficulty, you know, the super hard difficulty levels with most of the vehicles, you know, really long ranging, you know, will take you friggin' forever to get type stuff, which you could unlock pretty simply if you just played AX. Yeah. So that would help in getting more ship parts. <laughs> well, in theory, assuming that the assuming that the arcade version running inside the GameCube can still detect your GameCube well, memory card. Yeah, and how does it handle insert coin? Well, yeah, that's things the other, like that. There's, that's the other there's hardware that's missing and. It is pretty funny when it shows a video of it and it starts off and it shows like a picture of the arcade cabinet where it describes the function of the cabinet. It's like, yep, <laughs> apparently that is the arcade version then. <laughs> I, I I love that. I love the fact it's just one code base that's the same game and there's some switch somewhere that just tells it to, you know, you're loading the GameCube version now. <laughs> it's, it's sort of weird in its own way. It's like, 
Yeah, it is kind of odd. It's like, it's, <laughs> Leave all that data on the disk. It's like, yeah, why would they... I suppose, yeah, it's, like, it's just kind of why would they do that, but I guess the arcade board was basically a GameCube then. Well, oh, yeah, so I guess. The one time a GameCube was probably used for an arcade machine. <sighs> that hasn't given me enough time to think of any more news while we were talking about that. <laughs> I'm sure there's something else. It's already gone. It's got re- re- eradicated by this week's news. The one well, news... We never did. We ever talk about the aliens, <laughs> colonial marines, and the no. disaster? Well, we don't phase. care. No, that we don't. Be. <laughs> but it's. I, I always knew it was going to be bad because there's no aliens game that's true good. You know, <laughs> the, the most logical reason. People go on about AVP and stuff, and it's all right, but it's not. I've never really liked it. And the more the more interesting story about that is what the hell is the deal yeah, with what happened like, in the di- in the di- in the time period between the preview video. Yeah, which looks fucking incredible and like very well, you know. They in the preview, it looks like they've done so much work to make the setting aliens. Well, it's because they've done the work in the preview. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't actually gameplay. No, it's all, it must have all been post. It's a Killzone yeah. Two yeah. scenario. But okay. wasn't that supposed to be like? Isn't, weren't the, their preview builds of the game that actually did look well, there, like there's that? A, and, there's a, like a side by side video of like the finished product and the preview, the same sections of level, and they're sort of similar looking, but use definitely a lot more detail in the. Um, in the in the preview, which um, stuff, which looks really weird. Like it's obviously the same environment because it's mm. exact same dimensions, but it just looks shitter. In the they must have, like, I guess they must have toned down. You know, naturally, <laughs> I imagine there may have been a toning down process to get the thing to run on consoles at some point. Yeah, maybe that um, was it. But that it bled into the actual whole product. But it doesn't excuse the like shonky AI and things like that. It's like that stuff we probably wouldn't have seen in the preview. But no. the number of times people talk about like having a rant at the moment about games in general and like on internet videos and in the background all they show is clips from aliens colonial marines like it's like it doesn't have to be talking about that specifically they'll just talk about something that's annoyed them about the industry and they'll show like um there's a couple of clips that get reused everywhere like um a giant a really big alien just standing there while the guy's just unloading bullet after bullet after bullet into it yeah and there's one of like a little dog thing just walking into a barrier right in front of him and he sort of moves slightly around and the dog sort of follows him but can't work out how to get around this barrier. Oh dear! It's like a wifey, well, like dog alien, I suppose. It looks a bit like a dog. Yeah, looks a bit like a skag actually, with a mask on it. Classic. Yeah. You just got the xenomorphs like twitching in closets. Yeah, and, and t- your allies that are just oblivious to your presence and shooting right at you, but of course you don't take any damage because they're not actually damaging the aliens either. It's like they're just there. It's like yeah, like that game just looks. Beyond awful, does look pretty terrible. But I, I, I just don't understand the gearbox whole deal. Yeah, or oh, there is that as well. Yeah, that was kind they of messed up. They make good games and then they mysteriously like take on and release shit games. Well, there's <laughs> like no reason. Well, well, what are they doing? I'm not sure what happened. With, in, yeah, in Duke Nukem's case, yeah, that's probably true. They took they took that one on. But in this case, it sounds like the weirder one is that there have been uh, sort of two quotes that have come out from i can't remember who by basically you know don't give me don't quote me on the detail here but um one guy basically said and came out and said well about 20 percent of this game was actually made by gear houses in-house gearboxes in-house teams yeah and the rest of it was all other, out, yeah. Yeah, other teams just to get it done that kind of stuff yeah and then gearbox uh, you know just like pr guys basically is going no this is a gearbox game we stand by it and it's like well which of these is true they backpedal like, on that yeah. now oh have they they like yeah. they, they 
not well, like, blaming each other. It was the old classic where, like, all through the development process, they were releasing developer interview videos where they were like, we love Aliens so goddamn much, we're making the best goddamn Alien games ever. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, great fucking job. <laughs> oh, so, so does that mean that every PS4 game is going to be terrible by that logic after that meeting of, like... Well, a lot of... That does happen quite often, really. Developer wankery. Basically... They should stop letting developers make developer interview videos, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> so, never work. They aren't, I, they just aren't interesting. No. Sometimes there'll be a good one. Like some of, Bun- you know, back in the early Halo days when Bungie used to do them, that was really interesting because I suppose then no one else was really doing it or there hadn't been many of them. Yeah. It's not like you get many behind the scenes game stuff. Like the Halo 2 Special Edition disc was fascinating seeing some of those cutscenes in there. You know, how they w- went about making some of the cutscene stuff in their pre-rendered states where they're just moving like static models oh, about. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. That stuff was great. But yeah, no one does those well. Are they always... I, more. It's just like they need... I don't know if they don't have enough, but it's like they need more... They like they like need another PR guy to look at it and then be like, we can't put that bit in because that's retarded. <laughs> yeah. Stop saying this is going to be the greatest game ever. Like, let's just get things. Let's not pro- promise some shit. Don't say this is going to be in it when we're not even done programming that yet. But the boss of Gearbox is Randy Pitchford, and he'll just say anything. Yeah, that's yeah. What's the thing? That's, I mean, it, it, this is not necessarily limited to games, and it's just kind of a media. I'd say lesser extent TV, but film and games at least, they have this annoying superlative yeah. requirement, it seems. It's like, we can't, make a ga- awesome. yeah, we can't make a game that doesn't have some sort of bullet point superlative on the back with a five-star underneath it. Speaking of which, did you see the Deadpool trailer? Yeah. That's pretty great. That is okay. <laughs> what's, what's the deal? Uh, you, you know, I know the character. Are they making a game? There, there is a game coming out by them. It, it is voiced by. Um, well, actually, who's, who's, who's happy with that voice? But, well, actually, who, who's the developer? I can't remember. Um, it's shit. They're fairly big. No, I can't remember. That's going to bug me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fairly big developer working on it. Um, it looks it, well. Deadpool is voiced by Nolan North, who also did the MVC game. <laughs> And I think he's pretty good at it, to be honest. I quite like him doing that. Yeah, but it's it like, doesn't sound so much like Nolan North as other Nolan North games. No, that's true. But it's, it's like, as usual, the classic problem in this situation is he was a comic book character, so everyone had their own idea of what he sounded like. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, so no one, there's always going to be people who are going to be unhappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't win on that one. So it's like the 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 the, the fact that they went big and got. You know, a respected voice actor to do it is wise. Although, is, as I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention, and it's like there's barely any like it's a, like basically comparing a minute of sound effects, sound effects. But I think he sounds better in Marvel's Discovery. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It's the same guy. Yeah, I know. It's just like I pineapple surprise. He did say bang 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 in the trailer. Yeah, he did. And there was some. Um, uh, yeah, the bazookas. And um, oh, the bit I liked is that apparently, like, the, the reason why I brought this up was that at the end of the video, it does those, like, stupid, like, yeah. fake quote bits. But apparently, depending on which site you go to, those end quotes are different. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's cool. They would, like, every site has got, like, a unique version of the video with different stupid quotes in it. 
It's like, I don't know, I just thought that was neat. No, that's a good idea. <laughs> Definitely do that. Quite alphabetically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's neat, though. God knows what the game's going to be like, because it doesn't really actually really show you it's much of it. probably things. going to be Is some it... kind of combination of God of War and guns. Yeah, Bayonetta <laughs> type thing, yeah. I'm, yeah, you go talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to figure out who... who, who I'm going I'm to work out who dev this, because... Uh, you have to work it out. It will take like two seconds to work up. Well, yeah, true. But, no. but it, first, otherwise. you have to unlock your phone, and then you have to scroll <laughs> to the have to find browser what icon. <laughs> you have to touch the browser icon, <laughs> then you have to touch the search tab. Then you have to type. <laughs> you, have to type. you should use the Siri thing, Jake. That would be even worse for the podcast. I don't have Siri on my four. Surely you can't be serious. Right, the character Deadpool. This is probably not where. No, that's yeah. probably not where you want to be. I was hoping there'd be like a disambiguation page. Damn you, wiki! No, the wiki said if you search for Deadpool, you want the article on Deadpool, right? <laughs> well, I want the disambiguation, like all the possibles. Deadpool game, yeah, that probably disambiguated. Indeed. So, have you ever read a Deadpool comic? Though? No, <laughs> I don't think I've ever read any comic. Well. Apart from when I was at Rob's house and I did casually browse some of the dumb Sonic comics that were lying around his room all the time. The old STC. (laughs) Classic. Uh, The art's pretty sweet in those, though. (laughs) I guess. They had like, well, they had multiple artists in Italy, but the ones when they did the the main Sonic threads in that, like some of the artwork for that was pretty great. (laughs) Clearly the best storylines ever. The main Sonic story. That's uh, not totally retarded at all. <laughs> no, but you know, they had, they had some like side things, like they did some stuff on Echo, didn't they? They did some stuff on like Knuckles based storylines or Shining Force based storylines. And the, the artwork or Decap Attack, that showed up quite a lot for some reason. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the art on that was never that great. I was reading a quite, uh, about a quite a cool one-shot uh, Superman comic uh, where it was an alternate universe and he'd uh, landed in the Soviet Union and he was like a Soviet superhero. Yeah. Oh, not- <laughs> that doesn't that sound that just like a normal idea. But- I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's not, it's not quite as big as I thought they were, these devs, but they have had some success because right. they've worked on Transformers, the last two iterations of it, which were relatively well-received. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Like the two, like, you know, okay, the, yeah, the, the, the new Cybertron ones, not the, they did what, there was one in between the Cybertron games that was like based on the film or something that was terrible, but. You can but, guarantee but, that. Yeah. No, naturally. But the, yeah, the Cybertron games were all right. It wasn't there. What, what was it you that tell, oh yeah, it was, it was last week when we talked about this, Michael Bay working on. Yeah, turtles, turtles, turtle power. Oh yeah, and he's got what's her face back, even though she hates him or something. Oh. Is that right? What, what Rihanna? <laughs> no, not Rihanna. <laughs> Why would you say Rihanna? Wasn't Megan she in, Fox? Oh, Megan Fox. Wasn't she in that stupid? Oh no, that wasn't Bay in the end. Was no, it? That, that wasn't Bay. <laughs> even though, it, even though it is Transformers, people started calling Beyonce just Bay. I've noticed that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Bear, out all the bay, 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 b
is that your Jay Z impression? Or were you happy? Say bye bye, baby man. Bye bye, baby, 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 baby. Okay, baby, baby, baby. That is dumb. Yeah, she's not Bay. She's Beyonce. She's got a name for herself. She doesn't need another one. Sasha Fierce. <laughs> Mrs. Carter. Mrs. Carter, that's her new name. Mrs. Z, the Mrs. Carter World Tour. I saw it. I think I saw this, although maybe I'm just imagining it. This seems completely stupid, but I'm pretty. No, yeah, this was real. I saw they were. I saw I saw a thing post about how like Snoop Dogg's coming out with a video game. Oh yeah, yeah, right. I did but it's that. called you mean Snoop Lion. No, it's Snoop Dogg on oh. the game, and I'm like, wait, what? But, but the graphic showed him in a Rasta hat, like Snoop Lion. Yeah, so it's like, did he did he just forget or something? <laughs> yeah. or, or, or do people not know that he's called Snoop Lion now? I don't know if Snoop Lion's just not just a, a name he uses to release reggae under. Well, yeah, he's but really I mean, Snoop Dogg still. Because Snoop Dogg is a contraction of Snoop Doggy Dog, isn't it? Yeah. His original name. Snoop Doggy Dog. P-D. Yeah, yeah, Puff P- Daddy Puff originally. Puff Daddy, P.D. to Puffy at one point. <laughs> Artist formerly known as Prince, who's now known as Prince again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that, that was the thing. He had a name. It was just unpronounceable because it was a symbol. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, so you can write it down. Yeah. Well, you, you could try and write it down. It's kind of difficult. It wasn't that simple a symbol. No, it, it wasn't. wasn't like a line. It was quite it was hard. A, a line at a certain slant, not to be confused with slashed, <laughs> which is also a name of an artist, but not present, represented with a slash. Yeah, That's the modern digital version of slash. <laughs> it's a slash. Oh, but then, but then it might get confused for backslash or forward slash or something. It's like I'm forward slash. I wonder if Slash has a website. <laughs> what, slash slash dot oh, slash, slash. Slash slash. That would be really hard to work. Everyone would work. All those are classics. Like, any of those stupid web addresses that are just look dumb because they're <laughs> contracted. Or a bit what we Diddly age? and stuff. And, or what was the delicious or it was, yeah. it was really weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've forgotten about that. That was dumb. It was dumb. a casual fad. For a while, yeah. buy some retarded domains that technically belong to some weird country just because it has a convenient letter on it. My favourite one was the Nathan Barley one. From do you remember Nathan Barley? It's like a Channel Four comedy. It was actually written by Charlie Brooker, but it was way before he was he was known for anything. Right. It was Charlie Brooker and um, the guy from uh, uh, the Mighty Bush, the Howard Moon guy. What's his name? Not Noel. I don't know his real name. The other guy. Um, the the really talented musician guy. Um, anyway, uh, he had, uh, uh, his, the character had a, a website called slashbat.cock and it was .co.ck, which was the Cook Islands. Yeah. So he managed to actually register slashbat.cock. It was well weapon. <laughs> it was like preceded the, it, it, it saw the whole hipster Shoreditch thing coming by like 10 years. It was a really amazing show. Uh, Julian Barrett, that's his name, isn't it? Hey guys, Sonic News. Sonic News. Yeah. Apparently there's a new iOS game. An infinite runner. I saw this. Yeah. Called Sonic Dash. Yeah. Well, they already did Sonic Jump, so I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. It's a, you know, they're trying to get into as many <laughs> iOS genres as possible. What What's going to be next? 
what other things are popular I don't know if they're like trying to get into as many iOS games as possible it was like Sonic Jump was made because they'd already made that game before (laughs) well that's true (laughs) a long time ago weirdly predates Doodle Jump yeah and then Rudder like a Rudder game makes perfect sense (laughs) I don't think they're trying that hard I was about to say what else is big on iOS that they could get into Angry Birds yeah yeah it's just going to be Sonic fired out of a cannon into, like, Casino Knights bumpers. There you go. Done. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> End of game. Pitch. <laughs> Would you fire chowls at things just to shut them up? No, you fire Sonic fire, at the chowls. <laughs> fire armor chat. Oh, yeah, a big pile of armor chowls. That'd be good. <laughs> they all, That'd be the bonus stage. They all Fuck up these armor chowls. <laughs> and they all wind up and start reading your instructions at the same time. It's like, oh, God, make it stop. <laughs> Speaking of which, none of us have played the like. Despite our enthusiasm, none of us have played Sonic All Stars Racing Transformers. Yet. <laughs> That's despite true. our enthusiasm, I mean, you... Rob, the one person who cares. <laughs> I don't know. I said I was interested. In it. Yeah, because yeah. it looks like it doesn't suck as, as a kart racer. <laughs> mm. But I don't know. Probably have to play it multiplayer on a console, wouldn't you? I suppose for fun times, like Mario Kart style fun times. I bet mean, it runs worse then. <laughs> yeah, probably does. Oh, yeah, so it's like 30 frames, isn't it, on console? No, I bet mean, split screen probably makes it worse. And... That's true. Not many games support four-player split. No. Not even kart racers. Hmm. I wonder if you could get it to do four-player split on PC if you had the beef. Not that you'd want to. But... The last game I knew of that did split-screen multiplayer was the Serious Sam remake. Oh, yeah. They supported four-player split-screen on it. Yeah, it's totally gone out. Of it's fashion, dead, isn't it? Isn't yeah. It? Even yes. two player split screen is mostly dead. You know, well, yeah. you get, you know, there's still. And I'm, I'm glad it's not because, you know, co op modes in video games might be pretty tricky to access if it wasn't there. Yeah. Like Zach and I's Halo runs. Yeah. But of which we still need to do Spartan Ops, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Although, that? Halo, Halo 4, there's Four. A Spartan, oh, right. the Spartan Ops stuff. Okay. Um, Did you go run through Halo Four together? Yeah, we've played that, that in heroic. Oh, cool. What did you think of that, then, Zeg? I'm sure we talked about it before. Yeah, really. we, I'm, I think we did. Yeah, I remember that? Okay. We, we didn't. Well, I don't think we went too detailed on it because of spoilers. Well, yeah. There's oh, that. that was right. Yeah. Okay. So you still need to play that, and then we can like rip it, know, rip it apart. Don't really. Fancy oh, is that, a, or is that a spoiler in itself? <laughs> what, that it's bad? <laughs> it's not. The game's not bad. The story's pretty chunky. Yeah. Halo. Right. Oh, uh, we're moving, uh, speaking of Halo, we should move on to what we've been playing, I guess. Yeah, if we're in, okay. probably we're, should. We're, we're like halfway through the With, the, with the exception of the Sin City stuff. Um, I went back... Um, by invitation from Kippers to playing some Halo 4 multiplayer and it's like <laughs> uh, yeah holy shit that's, it, uh, the contrast was you know after playing COD for ages and then moving into Halo 4 it's like holy crap Halo 4 is good like, the multiplayer is <laughs> great in comparison it's like why, why was I wasting my time on blocks for so long just play Halo right. it's, it's, much, it's so much more fun and it doesn't when you die you, it often feels like you lost you know. Because he's got less points. You don't feel hard done by, by hit detection or anything like that. 
you know, it's probably because of the slower pace. It just feels like everything's more believable. You don't, you know, you don't ever feel like what you were seeing wasn't actually what happened. So it's all pretty closely tied, and it's quality. It's a quality experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so there. I did notice that they've been releasing. They did. They finished off the Spartan Ops season as well, um, right. which is a free download if you want to get the remaining episodes. But it is another two gigs you have to install to your hard disk, which I don't have. I thought there was meant to be like, isn't it all meant to be based in the same levels? Where's all this extra data coming from? Well, maybe they're not. Maybe it's all. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Don't know that that's true. I think it's all like specially designed missions. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So yeah, there's an extra two gig of content you can get for free if you want on top of your four gig um, <laughs> like war, war games installation. <laughs> it's like, god damn it. You are, you're still only complaining about that because you still have a shitty Xbox hard disk because yeah. you always have had. <laughs> That's right, I do. I have like a first gen hard drive. It's the only reason that, that matters. But, but, but this, but, but, <laughs> but that still means that people that bought the Xbox with the four gig flash memory, yeah, that can't actually do anything. do everything. They can't. Well, all that proves buy... is that, that those people should have paid like read up on the actual operation of the system. <laughs> yeah, but I can imagine it's been bought by like mums for kids. Well, you know that's yeah, but it. that's that's what happens in life. Parents buy children's things that they think is the right thing, and it's not. (laughs) At least, at least, I think we can sort of, you know, safely predict that hard drives will be a a standardised feature of the next one. We don't need to predict that for the PS4. So I guess that. Oh, they didn't say how big it was. Well, they said it was was in there, though. Yeah, they said it was a hard drive, which suggests that it's not a flash memory, yeah, or a um, SSD. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it would be a hard drive. Yeah, they need it to be. It needs to be. Like, we need what space. Did you say? A if terabyte. A, yeah, a two, terabyte would be great. Terabyte, you know, I, yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they will. But a terabyte would be great because that gives you enough space to download quite a few games onto it at once. And of course, they need all that space for video recording. Well, I think they know well, that. I don't know if Why are we talking about this again? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you if you don't have space, you don't spend that money. So obviously, they want you to have space. Yeah, I guess. But then they've already spent money. That's the trouble. Yeah, but you, the, 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 the PS4 is clearly going to be super expensive. To put that extra RAM in is going to make it... Like, oh, yeah, I was trying to explain that argument to Kippers, I think it was, and he was having none of it. It's like, GDDR5 can't be that expensive. It's like... It isn't. It, like, to... to uh, I've tried to work out what the figure is. It's like uh, several... Uh, like £100 on its own to add a gig to a graphics card, or, you know, by the time it reaches consumers... So, you know, whether that's actually true in terms of the hardware costs when you build the thing, that's hard to know. But, like, £100 to the consumer at least equates to probably 50 quid to the hardware manufacturer. So 8 gigs of that. <laughs> what, you're talking £400 worth of RAM? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's going to be expensive. It won't be ridiculous but it would probably be less at launch than the PS3 because that was a bit dumb but it might be the same the same is the best they can do <laughs> yeah yeah maybe annoyingly that if it wasn't for any other stat the GDR DDR stat makes me think it's going to yeah. be the same price point because I think maybe from the business side they'll think well yeah 599 US dollars sounded funny at the time yeah but 
that people have bought them since. But yeah, it, it sort of worked out. It did work, So, yeah. you know, why don't we do that again? I think that's their plan. It's very long-term, putting that extra RAM in and having a higher price point at launch. Oh, yeah. 10-year plan. Yep. <laughs> Which might actually last 10 years this time. Well, the thing with Sony is they, they need it to work immediately because they're really on the ropes as a whole company. They just sold... You know, they sold their skyscraper in Manhattan. They just sold their one in Tokyo as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So where are they based now? I, 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 well, presumably they've got a lot of offices in Japan, but they're, Slough. they're, they're their main one. <laughs> yeah, Slough Trading Estate, yeah. Guildford. It's made in Guildford. <laughs> Everything's made in Guildford. The gem of Surrey. <laughs> Actually, as a planet, small planet in the vicinity of Beetlejuice. Yep. And not Guildford, as they previously claimed. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it's I think that's going to be tricky, isn't it? Because they, as you say, Sony as a company on the whole are slightly dodgy position now. But the only way to come out of the gates competitive with a console is to be a loss leader yeah. by you know some by quite a margin, a significant margin, just to get market share. I think it's like this, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the division probably has like this buffer zone put behind it, you know, to expect that. And then, you know, because you have to play the long-term game of consoles now. You can't go in expecting day one profits. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll probably work out for them. It seems, well, all seems unless you're Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, unless you're Nintendo. Yeah. yeah, you can get away with putting old technology. Five-year-old hardware. Yeah, five-year-old hardware in your thing. Still... Anyway, it's not like I'm going to buy on launch. The only reason you you wait to buy until there's an amazing game. This is true. And if it happens to be on launch, like the Xbox, then yeah, you buy on launch. But uh, generally, that doesn't happen. I'm probably still going to get one of them on launch. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably going to get the Xbox on launch, aren't you? Well, we still don't know anything about it. There is is the possibility. (laughs) Let's not forget that it could be shit. And it could Mm. have been poisoned by Microsoft's other visions. Oh, the, the, the... Windows 8 sort of vision of... Videos. Well, you know, it, it could work, yeah. is the thing, but it could go very, very not good. But you won't know that at launch. That's the trouble. A lot of that stuff you won't even really see until until you actually start using it, like the Dash. Yeah, this is true. They're not really going to show that at E3. Well, this is true. But they <laughs> They're might, going to show it a couple of times. But they may... And they've been doing this for a while now, and they may sort of come across, you know, their, their trade show may be somewhat the wrong direction as in it might not be games you know they've done this for a while where they put a large focus on their media capabilities mm. and media. it's like yeah we shall see we shall see I, I currently do not care about their media capabilities it's like I want a games machine not, not that long till E3 right two months about that sweet we shall find out so yes you were playing? You were saying you were so, playing? So, yeah, I played a lot of Halo 4. Well, I say a lot. A couple of nights worth of Halo 4 multiplayer. Fairly long sessions. It's great. Um, got a bit of a crew together at one point with my cousin and uh, one of Kipper's random American friends as well. So that worked out pretty good. It was good fun. Always better as a team. And uh, so you actually have Xbox headsets now, apparently? Yeah, I have actual <laughs> Xbox headsets after my like original Xbox headsets are now all torn to shreds and just broken and don't work and that kind of stuff. So you know, eBay, I got those months ago, eBayed a couple of actual 
Xbox 360 headsets. And I was oh, like, why did I wait so long to get one of these? They're so much better. <laughs> because as usual, you don't want to spend money. <laughs> no. It's really dumb. I shouldn't have like tried to put up with those old headsets like with sellotaping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think once sellotape's involved, that's probably a cue. <laughs> did never worked. Didn't you have a crazy-ass wireless one at one point? Yeah, I did. That didn't work after a while. I got I got that for free after, yeah. after one of my well, one of my Red Ring debacles. And... Um, yeah, that stopped working after like a month, right? And just never charged again. Piece of... They were they were terrible. But I mean, they they, they were, okay, no, they weren't terrible. They were quite a nicely made piece of kit, but they're fairly, you know, not many of them survive. Yeah, <laughs> another bit of Microsoft terrible hardware. Bleh. So yeah, what else have you been playing? Um, started playing Mark of the Ninja. Oh yeah. Mark of the Ninja. Oh, yeah, because I got that for you for Christmas. You did, yes. Or something. It was very kind. Um, yeah, it's all right. It's all right? It's got to be said, it's all right. Yeah, it plays... Uh, it's got a few flaws, naturally, but generally, yeah. as far as a stealth game goes, and I'm not a fan of stealth games in general, mm-hmm. I can play this one Yeah, <laughs> and not just tear my hair out and want to never touch it again. It can be incredibly frustrating It can be annoying, yeah. Um there's a couple of like sections of the level design, for instance, that I think are kind of terrible, like that it throws in early on. Um, did you? I don't know how far you've played, but did you play the bit where there's a there's a shaft at the end of the second level? Yeah. That you after the alarms go off, and you have to like <laughs> you jump down past this one laser, and then there's a grapple point you have to hook onto, and if you don't get it just right, you immediately die. Right. And yeah. this one platform's right in the middle. It's like so the first time you do it, you're like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to know that was there? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it again. Oh, and then the grapple works, and then blah, blah, blah. But then, but then after you get through that bit, there's then this just massive open area with, like, no cover and lights and dogs and guards everywhere. And it's like, well, how the fuck do I get down there? And it's like, you just have to get incredibly lucky almost, because right. you can't see very far. So you jump down, you find a gap, and you manage to just get behind everyone's field division. And then, of course, there's a dude off screen that then spots you. And it's like, oh, but you just had. I didn't like that bit at all. And there's a few moments like that where it's just like, I couldn't have predicted that was going to happen. Yeah, you can't survey um, ahead sometimes. You yeah. quite see what you need. You can't quite, yeah, quite see far enough. Or. These dogs are annoying. It, yeah, it's like, um, so one of the your key strategies earlier on in the game is to smash lights to act as distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Which is pretty effective. But there are some sections where you do that towards the end of the sort of. The, the the city levels, I suppose, where um, you, you'll just you can cause a distraction by hitting a, a light far away in places while you're in hiding. Um, but of course, the distraction indicator mm-hmm. of of a guard may have happened on the other side of a door, could happen off screen. Yeah. So and then of course you do your moves, you get over there, uh, but- and then a guy walks through the door, and you're like, oh, for the love of, and that's random because. Sometimes that guy might not be in that exact same spot. Yeah, because he you, could be you on do the same move part. again, and it's like, well, this has worked this time. What did I, what did I do differently? But you can't it's see. Like, cause you can't see. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's not so good. But in its in its credit, that is probably one of the few places that the visual design actually lets it down. Because mm-hmm. in general, the visual design is pretty incredible. It's you pretty know, nice. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole the way you can see sound is nice. Um, so you can, you can gauge everything that's going to happen with the sound, get nice indications on the state of everything. So like, oh, this guard is terrorized, which gives you more hope of just standing right in front of him before the alarm gets raised because he'll just react first. Out, yeah. yeah. Um, things like that. It's, the game is really good at that and like highlighting 
where you can go, like grills and things will glimmer. Yeah. And sometimes like that. Um, again, sometimes the, the, because the, the graphic design is such that the level parts are almost always black. Yeah. And that the thing, the space in which you can then it's act lit. is lit. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that works against it, especially in ceiling areas, because sometimes the darkness, um, of the area means you can't really see where you're traversing. Where, yeah, where the walls are that you can traverse or whether the, the surface you're attached to is actually, or you know, you can, or something you can, um, transition to is the word. Um, like if you're hanging from something, you might not be able to see the what the, the rings sometimes. Yeah. That actually, maybe that would be solved by a gamma tweak. Maybe I need to play with that. Because I already turned it up quite high because the game said, this is your gamma set quite low. Right. And it's like, really? I just left it at the default. All right, I'll push it up then. And it said, okay, you, 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 this will probably do. Okay. And then it's like, it had one of those classic tests. It's like, you should yeah. be barely able to see the ninja in the background. It's like, by the time I pushed it up, it's like, it's really quite visible. Yeah, it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, maybe that, maybe I still haven't pushed it enough because there's still some spots where it's tricky. Mm. Um, and it's there are certain, certain you get used to the because the freedom of movement is quite strong. You can do a lot, yeah, and like traverse between bits of wall quite easily, like turn corners and things like that. And it's all it does none of that automatically, which is nice because you kind of have to always push A to tell it to do something, so you can be deliberate about your actions, which I like. It's kind of the opposite of the Assassin's Creed way of traversal. It's like you have to tell it everything in this, which I like. Um, yeah, it's very. Uh opt-in on everything yes. that you do. Yeah. And it yeah. works. It does mean your fingers can get kind of busy when you're doing a, um, trying to pull off a rapid maneuver. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I guess that's part of the skill. You know, it feels like you've done that yourself, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. But it, it, the, again, the only times that, again, that you get, that's the problem with a game that gives you so much freedom is that when you can't do something, sometimes that's jarring. Mm. It's like, um, uh, there's one scenario that I found kind of tricky in that I needed to drop through a bit of floor. But then if you do that, you don't immediately, you can't immediately attach in onto like the side walls underneath. Um, there's no way to sort of like drop, un- drop underneath a platform and attach to the wall that was there. And um, like you could say, if you were just going off a ledge, mm. and grab the, grab, grab the edge. It's, um, there doesn't seem to be a way to do that. Which caused me a bit of a problem because you jump off and then fall into another guard. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no, why can't I do I that? To just grab that. Yeah, and there seems to be some sort of knobbly bits of wall on occasion that you can't grab to, and you're just like, why couldn't I grab to that? It's like it looked like a wall, and I can grab to pretty much any wall. <laughs> it's like you know, there's a couple of moments like that, and they do sort of throw you out a little bit because it's like, well, I don't feel like that was my fault. I just felt like the game couldn't do what I was expecting of it, and it's a. Uh, uh, but yeah, generally, generally it's okay. I have to play in short bursts. I think if I yeah, play for I more than like two missions, then I get a bit fatigued. Me too. Yeah, it's, it's and, quite. Yeah, it's not, it's quite bite sized, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit. It's a bit. Yeah, stressful. Uh, I don't know. I don't know it's because it's quite repetitive. Yeah, you know, it's the same. You're doing the same actions quite a lot. Yeah, it's like you've done one room, and it's like oh, another one. Yeah, with the same kind of setup. Or yeah, it's, it's almost like a puzzle game in that respect. Yeah. So it's like there's only so much of it you can really do before my intrigue starts to wane yeah it's like, and then i come back to it and then i zone into it again for a couple of missions and yeah yeah i can't i couldn't i couldn't sit through it in one go and i'm not sure how much i really want to replay it i think once i go through it mm. like to get all the seals or to go achievement hunting or um but yeah it's generally pretty nice and 
as much as I kind of like their art style, they probably need to storyboard their cutscenes a bit better. They kind of they feel too fast, right? Like it's like sudden cut to black and loading screen. Like there's yeah. no pauses, there's no pacing to how they do their mm. storytelling. It's just like, which is a shame. And oh, and some of the guard voice work is pretty terrible as well. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and true. that may be intentional to me. I was just like, huh? What was that noise over there? <laughs> yeah, that's slightly like, it's, which is kind of useful. Yeah, it tells yeah. you what they're thinking, but it's like the way it, even the delivery of it just sounds kind of forced. Corny, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I saw something. Huh? I must be seeing things. <laughs> that is kind of a. Hey, the dog is sniffing someone else. <laughs> It's like I can tell because he's going <laughs> really obviously. Yeah, what and that delight. And there was one section I had a problem with as well, um, where because I'm, I'm trying to do undetected runs or not. Yeah, undetected runs, not necessarily no kill runs. Yeah, um, yeah, I prefer there, that because yeah. there are times no where kill runs are no impossible. kill is hard. It's really, hard. I attempted it on one mission. It's just, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, I go for undetected. Yeah. Um, and there was one level where I couldn't quite get that because there's a, there's a section. Um, how far have you played? Uh, it's not really a spoiler, I guess, in this game, but it's yeah. like there's a section where you have to wait for a door to open. Yeah, and dur- that. during that door time, a whole heap ton of guards appear, appear, and you have to yeah. hide out for like ninety seconds. Yeah, and it's like you can just pretty much stay in one spot <laughs> for that entire time, except like with about thirty seconds to go. And I couldn't work out how to stop this. A random alarm raised indicator comes up. And it's like, why? What did I what do? What have I done? Okay. And I couldn't, no matter what, I tried a number of different tactics to do this section to try and avoid that from happening. And it just seems to happen. Right, just by, yeah. Yeah, just like with like 20 seconds to go. It just goes, alarm raised. And like, because the, the guards and stuff seem to get hella confused at that point. Like the dogs start barking at random shit. They keep thinking they're seeing things and you're nowhere near them, that kind of thing. Mm. And it's like, and then they're, they're, perhaps one of them panics and goes, oh, holy crap, raise the alarm for some reason. And I hadn't killed anyone in the area. I hadn't like given them any bodies to look at. Yeah. Um, and in actual fact, that was where, where like, I, 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 I've done a silent video test recording of that bit, um, and, which I may post up just without, without a commentary or something. Yeah, just to ask um, people, how the hell are you supposed to do this without getting detected? Well, yeah, I might post up that whole mission just as a sort of a flavour thing. Don't know. It's, it's a bit weird about a commentary, I guess. Maybe Zach and I should do a commentary later or something. Or, um, to try and time it better than our Kerbal Space Program video. But <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, so it's all right. I'm, I'm going to make... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably progress through that one slower. I think I'm going through it slower than you have by the looks of it then if you've done that bit and you've only got like four hours game time or something and I'm like, five or six now right so i'm taking it slower i guess but maybe that's probably because i suck at stealth games but uh possibly i don't know how fast i was trying to get through it i i should play a bit more of it and make sure i do remember waiting for a door but maybe so yeah i think i'm about halfway through yeah so yeah that's all right um the game i've played the most probably is soul caliber 5 oh yeah which i uh was is that a new game uh, well, it was middle of last year. Right. It's the latest in the Soul Calibur series. Um, and it's really good. It's, it's, it's really I'm... good. It's like the fight... Uh... <coughs> all right. 
Highs and lows, let's put it this way. Again, another game of highs and lows. Because Soul Calibur 2 was the classic. Soul Calibur 2 is, yeah, is for me the benchmark of fighting games. It's like I haven't played anything better or anything more fun or anything as varied in terms of what the game gave you to do as Soul Calibur 2. It's a fantastic game. Soul Calibur 5 is not that. So it's not quite as fun as that. And, um,. It's, it's, they've taken, um, they've, I think that what they've done with Soul Calibur 5 is they've tried to go in the direction to make it like how the current popular fighters, the direct, the same direction as things like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and stuff have taken. They, so it's, it, they, but without destroying what is Soul Calibur, mm-hmm. if you see what I mean. So it's, the move set, the move lists are like simplified. There aren't as many moves per character, for instance, as there were before. There's not so many ridiculous combo strings to pull off. Um, yeah, that do you know, yeah, bespoke animations and that kind of thing. It's like it's all about stringing together and timing when you do the moves that you're given, mm-hmm. kind of, which is like the Street Fighter model, I guess. Except Street Fighter is like the minimal move set, really, um, which is uh, which is pretty good. Uh, I, I quite like that. Less to learn, um, and and it's more forgiving with the timing if you want to pull them off than things like uh, like Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. It has one move that's kind of annoying because they they do the double half circle they do the double quarter circle thing followed by three buttons to pull off your supers which i think are new to the series you now have supers okay. like, which are they call critical edges um which are you know a direct rip from like mortal kombat or the supers yeah. or the street fighter type street fighting, thingy yeah. but they, yeah the way you activate it is like basically the like same. street fighter it's annoying because i don't really like those quarter circle movements and like, or double quarter circles they're kind of awkward unless you have have a stick so like but most as i say most of the move timings are loose enough that they're fine you can you know toy with them figure it out which makes it more fun to train because you can do most of the stuff, and then your training is about trying to work out how, you know, how best to time these, how best to link them together, and things like that. Because you know you can pull them off, mm-hmm. so it encourages experimentation in my eyes, which is nice um, for the, for the for those that aren't the hardest of the hardcore. It's like um, uh, so. So I like that. Um, cool. So on that front, I think the fighting engine is quite nice. There are a couple of characters, like so I've started playing with my. Um, my uh, mainstay from Soul Calibur 4, Tira, is my main character. And um, there's a couple of moves that she used to have that I kind of miss because there were some great ones. She's the one with the ring blade. Oh, yeah. Um, who had the like gloomy and jolly states. And one of her moves that I used to abuse in Soul Calibur 4, to be honest, was to you could uh, throw the ring and it would carry them up into the air and in a ridiculous multi-hit combo and then the ring would come back to you and it would... Um, yeah, it was quite, it's quite, it's quite a nice sort of throw-like move that you could activate, but uh, that's gone annoyingly. Most of them, a lot of the useful stuff is still there, but the one I used to rely on is gone. It's like no, probably for balance, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. It was a bit powerful. Um, uh, yeah, it, it does feel it, the fighting does feel balanced. There are some characters still, and this may be a problem with Soul Calibur's AI that hasn't really changed. In that, certain AI characters feel a lot more powerful than others. Um, but not to the extent of the Star Wars douche from Soul Calibur Four. That was ridiculous. Whatever his name was, I can't. The Apprentice was it? Oh or something yeah, like uh, Star Killer. Yeah, that asshole. He ruined Soul Calibur Four. 
Like, if he just wasn't there, that game would have been better. Even with fucking Yoda and Darth Vader, that game would have been better than the fucking... The, the Apprentice was just mean when the AI got hold of him. Nothing you could do about it. And there's a, there's a couple of characters like that in this that are just relentless when yeah. the AI gets hold of them, but not to that extent. They're, they're over. You can overcome them on occasion. Um, the, the AI can be somewhat varied, to be honest. Sometimes it will play a really dopey round and like not block or do anything, pretty much. And other times it will just have a relentless string of attacks that's incredibly hard to break. Yeah, yeah. And it's, or, or you know they'll vary it as well, so you can't just plan a, a, a stylish block or counter in, in, while they're while they're thrashing it out. They'll just keep coming at you and it's like you know i haven't changed the difficulty level and it will change between fights you know like between rounds of the same battle and you're like really you've changed your tactic okay that's kind of odd you whitewash one and then get murdered the next so it's a bit funky like that but right um um, but yeah i don't know it's not it's not as bad as it had in previous builds or previous editions should i say um uh it looks pretty Character creation is still nuts, uh-huh. um, but this leads on character. Yeah, character creation is fun. You can create some really mental stuff. Like, and there's, it has a whole mode almost dedicated to the stuff you can do in creation. Like, there's a quick battle mode you can have once you've got bored of like arcade and the let's be honest, god awful story um, mode. Rubbish. It's, it's it's awful. <laughs> it's really awful. Um, it's like you know, Mortal Kombat showed us how to do it right. This is not how you do it right. It, it focuses on like one main character for the entire story, and it's just not very fun. And the story is awful, as you would expect. And yeah, bleh. Yeah, <laughs> just bleh. I'm I'm kind of glad it's there because it gives you a focus when you first start playing it. Yeah, to but, learn the characters. And yeah, and it's not fights. very long either. But you can do a better job than that. Engage me somehow. It's like all the cutscenes are done by like a storyboard, but like. Pit- line art pretty much uh-huh. they just couldn't be bothered to make into proper graphics or a proper cutscene oh really yeah oh it's, okay it's, it's that's way off from it, the Mortal Kombat yeah it's yeah. cheap it's cheap it's a cheap edition um, so this quick battle mode where they, they've, they've basically lined up like several hundred um, character designs that they've made in the creator um, and it's like you can just uh, yeah, so you can, so you can that's, I guess that's where the bulk of the single player is. You just work your way through these, and they're ranked like they would be on online play. So you kind of know how difficult the fight is going to be before you get into it, because it's given them a cool. the same ranking system as online. And it, it's, it's, it's like an intro to live play, which is pretty cool. And there's, as I say, there's hundreds of them. And the first guy I fought was the one that seems to show up in a, a lot of the early screenshots with his um, multicolored furry trousers and an a, and a pink afro <laughs> and, and, a, and yeah and an astroff hammer that's got a fist on the end instead of an axe it's <laughs> nice <laughs> it looked really cool um that's um, that's pretty funny um uh so there's a ton of those but and this is again one of the things i don't understand this addition by subtraction thing that fighting games seem to be going through it's like what I've just said there is pretty much all you get. Yeah. That is the game in its entirety. Okay. With the exception of the live play, which I haven't really got into yet. But yeah, there you go. It's like, hang on, this doesn't sound like Soul Calibur anymore. Where's my challenge tree that yeah. we had? You know, put you into weird scenarios, force you to be a certain character, beat this with under certain conditions. Where's that gone? 
Um, but where's the weapon master stuff? Where <laughs> weapons have different effects, and you can tailor how your character plays, perhaps by combining your different armor sets and different statistics of different things to do. You know, where's that gone? It's like presumably that there was some balance issues there because there always are when games attempt that. Like Street Fighter Cross Tekken apparently has some balance issues with their gem system mm-hmm. and things like that. And you know, there, there, I guess there was always going to be problems with a system like that. But it's like, where is it? At least, at least put it in like for like some single player stuff, if not competitive stuff. It, it's like, where, yeah, where's all this stuff that you've done before and done it well? Um, it's a bit of a shame. It because it makes Soul Calibur Five feel cheaper than previous efforts by the same cocking company. <laughs> um, you know, I, I want to see fighting games take the lead a bit more rather than all say, "Oh, we can get away with the bare minimum." Because like Mortal Kombat did that at least by throwing in its shitty mini games and yeah, a, a, a relatively entertaining story mode and um, oh, an epic challenge tree. The challenge tree was great in that. Well, just missing it from Soul Calibur. Yeah, it's it's, well, it's it is it's as simple as Street Fighter, you know, Marvel versus Capcom. They aren't feature rich, and it's what why 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 do that? It's give us more for people that aren't hardcore and want to do nothing but competition. It's like I don't want to do I want to do competition. I want to have a good time, and Soul Calibur is a better framework to me for having a good time because it is it's, it's more fun. I like it. I, I have a I, more fun I, playing. I, yeah, Street Fighter, I have much yeah. more fun playing Soul Calibur than I do any of the Capcom stuff, with the possible exception of Marvel vs. Capcom Three. When Zach and I actually get around to playing it, more. yeah, but that's because we're not trying. <laughs> no, we're trying to forget how to play it because it's funnier when you don't really know what the shit's going on. <laughs> um, yeah. So Soul Calibur Five, I, 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 it is good, and it's better than Four. And I never played Three, so I'm assuming it's better than that, but. It just needed more content. Like all fighting games need more content. So no, nah. so no. Nah. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it if you can get it on the cheap. Okay, you gonna play any of that, Zach? Soul Calibur Five. No. Like if, if I if I was going to play fighting games, we'd play one versus Capcom or Smash Bros. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> the two options. Well, it's a you like Soul Calibur Two. Yeah, we used to have a good time doing stupid, yeah, but stupid Talon fights. <laughs> I get the Who's missing from this, by the way? There's no Talon-like character anymore. Yeah, sort of. But I don't think it's... I don't think the Soul Calibur 5 is more suited to that. You can have some funny moments. You just go back to Soul Calibur 2 if you want to do that, really. Yeah, maybe you're right. Just, well, Link as well. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's be honest. Link Throw some goddamn bombs. <laughs> that was always pretty amazing. Or constantly switch weapons, alternatively. <laughs> yeah. The classic problem. It's like the move, the move sets in those early Soul Calibers are so big, though. Like, and, and, and again, that's probably where why those games sort of like early polygonal fighters kind of suffer a little bit as a competitive game, is their move sets are so big that it's very tricky to learn tactics for like blocking and countering stuff because you know, it's hard to judge what's actually coming at you. Um, which they, they again they've solved here, but that was part of the fun of like playing it as a novice. There's a somewhat amateur because you do stuff and something you unexpected would happen, and you're like, "How did I do that? What, what was that?" And there, I got a sense of that there is some of that stuff still in Soul Calibur Five. There are still some combinations that you can pull off that aren't listed because I've done it a couple of times. You're just like, "Really? That that works? Okay, fantastic." There's a move there that's not 100 percent listed. I've discovered something. <laughs> 
Woo. Uh, yeah. So there's some of that. And, you know, you can have some stupid moments. Like, uh, the, the old classic guard-offs can still occur, which is kind of funny. Like, where, like, the character's just all, like, like changing pose in a guard position, waiting for someone to move. <laughs> which always looks great. Um, although the, uh, the, the guard impact stuff has been lessened, which used to be, like, the, if you, um, if you timed your guard perfectly on Soul Calibur 2, mm-hmm. you could cause this guard impact state, which is basically like a parry. You would push the opponent away, temporarily giving you an opening to, to come back in. And they've reduced the effectiveness of that. Like, you can just guard now that sort of does that, but the window is tiny. Um, and they have some moves now now have this guard impact property that um, makes your weapon glow green for a bit to indicate that it's doing it. And then if something attaches during that time, then you'll get the old style parry in. I'm sure I um, read something near when Solkhal of Folk came out that the, um, they might have changed it by now, of course, but the, I think the just guard thing was supposedly meant to be super overpowered in some way, but I can't remember. It was like there was some kind of way you could abuse that to make it ludicrously powerful compared to the actual guard impacts. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah, I guess if you got good at it, you could like stop any flow, probably, if you were lucky. It's like kind of like the counter system in Dead or Alive was a bit like that. You know, After every hit, you had the chance to potentially, um, perhaps not go into guard state, but you could attempt to counter yeah. with one of its, count, um, I don't know what you called them, like counter throws. I suppose. Um, but that was always Dead or Alive's thing. It was that. Counter everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've got number five. Cool. I've been sinking a lot of time into that. Um, I, I, it's, an, it's, it's kind of annoying in a way that I started playing that because I also now have Devil May Cry. And it's like... I'm playing one fighting game, and Devil May Cry is essentially kind of a, a, fighting a different game. fighting game. So it's like, as much as I want to play that, I'm, I'm going to get burnt out on fighting if I do both. So have you bought Devil May Cry? We got it. I, I was given a copy. Oh, sweet for for like PC. A, yes. Oh, sweet. Nice. How's it run? I haven't tried it. I've got okay. it. I've got it installed, but I haven't fired it up. Exciting. Okay. Yeah, so that's I'm, for next I'm time. Probably looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, well, certainly. Yeah. So I ground out a bit more XCOM. As well, still grinding. How have you not finished it? I'm still grinding an, an, another team with high willpower up. Oh yeah. Um, so I played a couple more hours of that. Um, I think Zach and I did some more Guild Wars. Nothing to say about that. It's Guild Wars. No, they still cool. haven't actually got to that event that they're ramping up to. Marches is just another step in the run up to it. Maybe April. So then, Zach, have you been modelling any urban conurbations lately? Or? I've been... Tell us about SimCity. No, let's not. Let's talk about the other thing. Okay. <laughs> this, this episode's one big suspense train now, isn't it? For like, oh, tell well, you, got, you want to get everything else out of the way first. This week, SimCity. Coming up, coming up, SimCity. No, wait. <laughs> I don't think we've trialled it. It's like, Dad, have you played it? <laughs> <laughs> let's waste some more time. No, not unnecessary. Go ahead. No. Uh, I played uh, Gratuitous Space Battles. Oh, yeah. What's that like? Uh, What's it called? Gratuitous? <laughs> Gratuitous, Gratuitous Space, space Battles. Spas Battles. Space Battles. Spas Battles. <laughs> okay. Get some spas. Gratuitous Space GSB, Battles. yo. Yeah. It's, um... It's... I don't know what it, what, how to describe it. It's basically, like, you you make a fleet of ships, and they have, like, 
uh, it 2D? Yeah, they, it's 2D top-down. They have uh, a schematical layout and you drag, like, here's all the slots you can have guns and then you can have your other things right, to right. attach to your ship so you make the custom fleet. Basically, the idea of the game is you it, the enemy fleets are set and you have to f- invent the way to counter them right. by designing your own ships. That's cool. And you don't actually do any of the fighting. You just no. position them and then they just go and then you see who wins. <laughs> okay, that sounds cool. It's it's okay, but it's a bit... The fact that you have no control is like too little control. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, I, it's like, I wish I could have just a tiny amount of control because the main problem is that there's no... There's not, well, there is some, but there's not enough, like, logic that you can implement towards, like, targeting. Okay. It's just, they just go for whatever's nearest and then keep shooting it until it's dead, unless one of the small bits of logic you can input causes them to do something different. Ah, so you need more more control that you can set up beforehand. Yeah, you need slight, I think you need slightly more. And then the other trouble is that I... I find I found myself getting to the point where I was just looking at the layout of the enemy fleet and then working out where the closest point of engagement was and then just trying to put one ship there that was basically just a giant tank. Right. <laughs> Whereas, like, because it's just going to get targeted by everything because that's how it works. They just go for whatever's nearest. So you just have to, like, here's the ship that's nothing but shields. Just put it right there <laughs> and try and get all the enemies to shoot it. <laughs> And then you can concentrate on killing them. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's like slightly too limited in its systems, I think, to make it that much fun. So I kind of gave up on that after a while. That was about that. I don't think there's much else to say about it. Okay. Uh, and then I played Bit Trip, City? A Bit Trip Runner Two, <laughs> which we've done a video of. Yeah, which we've done a video of. I finished that also now. No, oh, what like like a hundred percent? Well, no, <laughs> I got through all the levels. <laughs> But yeah. You were pretty close to that last week anyway. Yeah, I was on the last world. And then, yeah, it gets difficult. I, I don't know, it seems easier than the original, but I'm not sure whether that's just because I never really tried. <laughs> or whether I've just gotten better at it. Or whether it's just because this is longer that it's had, like, more time for me to get good at it. To ease into it. But it's got more combinations of moves and stuff. Isn't yeah. It? The last one didn't have, so there's probably more to think about. Yeah, that's true. You're but, probably just better. Maybe. And that has awesome music. Still. Well, see, I've always thought it's all right. Like, it's not mind-blowing. <laughs> well, it's... Better, it's... It's a bit slightly more varied than the than the last one, I guess. Well, yeah. But it's, it's just... It's good when you can hear it. But a lot of the time, it's just like the classic problem that we talked about with the original bit bit trip, where it's just like the ultra version of the music is much better than the extra version of the music. And most of the time, you only hear the ultra version for like 10 seconds, and then you pick up the extra power, but it goes away. Yeah, and then filters it out into this zen state. And it's like, aww, I want to be funking. Yeah, exactly. Where's my beat? And yeah, that game is weird. I found out what the last character was. Because <laughs> no. you remember, you have Commander Video, uh, Commander Video, yeah. and you have Command, Command Girl, Girl Video. Video. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is clearly great. And um, Wet Fart Cheeseburger or Cheeseburger, or how do you pronounce that? Cheeseburger. Wet Fart Cheeseburger. And um, yeah, but that last guy who looks like a sort of a floating alien version of Commander Video. He's Captain Video! 
Because uh, I'm not sure whether that's meant to be future version of Commander B or past version. What's the what's the rankings? Commander's higher than Captain, right? Yeah. Okay, but he looks like he's from the future because he's all like slightly smoother curves and looks sort of trony with his like glowing outline <laughs> and glowing visor. <laughs> but yeah, Captain G. <laughs> Why not? Nice. The uh, reverse merman. Reverse merman. Yes. Uncle Deal. <laughs> Clearly, wet part cheeseburger is the best. That's the worst animation. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking impossible to see what you're doing. So, yeah. But the burger peels when you die. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, that was that, I guess. I played, yeah. I've, I, then I started trying to go through and get, get not getting all the achievements because I mean there's obviously an achievement for doing the entire game in the hardest mode and getting everything perfect and, yeah. <laughs> and probably but there, there's the, plus. there's the achievement for getting triple perfect plus in in three levels per world so I was like I can probably manage that hmm. <laughs> <laughs> means I only have to do three of the hardest levels in the hardest mode it's probably doable and it's nice that like the way that they've made it so you, with the with the, the fact that there's multiple routes in it now it's not you don't only if you're looking for the perfect do you have to get all the gold and it's basically you know it's score attack and like the retro levels are just hidden objects in the levels you don't have to get all the gold to access those mm. and you you just it's a bit more lenient I think <laughs> do, you, do you ever work out what the point in the retro levels was is like how they're scoring actually no, I didn't work out any of that scoring in that game. It just seems completely random, like those, like we were saying in the video, where it's like, those lead balls don't seem to have any relevance to anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we, we were having a discussion on the video that, yeah. that's sort of worth perhaps recapping and getting Dan's take on. Um, was that When the leaderboard came up in BitTrip Runner, I was kind of reminded of how... Do you remember when Xbox Live first started mm-hmm. and games like PGR2 started doing oh, yeah. leaderboard integration? Yeah, a lot of that. But it was done well. Right. Then. Then, yeah. And I'm sort of thinking to myself today, it's like, nobody does it well anymore. Really. Yeah. It's don't... always done as an afterthought rather than a nice integrated thought. It's like... Pre- as we're playing Burnout, I did play a bit more Burnout Crash as well. So probably, you know, there's nothing really to add to that discussion though. But I noticed that you know when when you do that and it goes back and it comes back to a speed wall like thing at the end of the because like, it's auto log. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I'm the only person I know that's playing it. So you're the only so one I'm the only one on it, and it's like maybe they did some research and and found that on most people don't like knowing that after doing something they're the 12,000th best in the world or something. Well, yeah, I, I quite like to know how far, not necessarily like what the exact number is, but just in what percentile I was Right, in. yeah. You know, yeah, so I, I find that kind of interesting. It's like, oh, okay, I'm playing PGR. Oh, I'm in the top 33%. That's, yeah, makes, yeah, that that's makes cool. me feel good, yeah. That's cool. If you could compress it down to something like that and then expand it to give you more... Yeah, give you the option to go digging if you want to. Yeah, sure. That's... Like have a button to go at the leaderboard and full and say, oh, you're better than so many... Or if you're near the top of the table, give you your exact position, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd or, be cool by me. You know, it's the fact that in Burnout Crash, I can't get to a full leaderboard. No. Not from that screen, anyway. Because no, it's or, all social. Really. Yeah, or even NFS Hot Pursuit. I can't do it there, either. It just brings up the speed wall. And it's like, this isn't helpful. I'm the only one playing it. It's yeah. like... Um, I'm the only person on my list that's, who's got this. I, I just it seems such a weird step. Or games that do do that, but they do it as a 
post process. It's like you know, surely uploading your time to a leaderboard somewhere must be a fairly quick re- request to a server somewhere. You know, it's not a difficult thing to do. Right. Pulling back the results of that might be a trickier thing to do. But like when, you know, for instance, when you're playing, okay, these are terrible examples. Like the Sonic Four games possibly have the worst leaderboard implementation I've ever seen because it takes ages to upload your score. And then it comes back with results that have been hacked. <laughs> so it's irrelevant anyway. But then you have to do it. And it, as you're browsing through the leaderboard, it's recognizing that you've got more times to upload. So it uploads it on every page and you have to wait for it. And it takes ages. And so like, I just want to see the leaderboard. Like, hmm. just do it. <laughs> like, do it at the end of a level. Upload immediately in the background. Something it's like implemented that. Well, yeah, that particular one is. But it's like... Most games, like they'll drop you back to a menu after the screen, but then you'll have to sit through an upload step or something like that. And it's like, why not do it asynchronously at the side with your main menu still there on the on the right, something like that? I don't know. It's I've not seen a good implementation of that since the early days, and I find that baffling. It is a bit odd that you don't see it. I miss it to a degree. I don't play as many racing games as I used to, admittedly. But. <laughs> That is the genre that it kind of blends itself to the most, I suppose, but you mm. could do it with all kinds of stuff. It's like, I don't know how it's been implemented in the recent Forzas, for instance, where I guess it would be most neat. Yeah. You should check out that Forza before. Or even Forza Horizon, I wanted to play that. The problem, yeah, the problem with those games are is they make me want, like, because I played a shit ton of Forza 2 with a wheel, mm. and it was a great time. It's like if, if I wanted to play those games, I'd want a wheel. Yeah. And to set it up, which means like putting my Xbox somewhere where I can attach it to a desk and. Yeah. Which I can do, but you know, it's movement. It's not ideal. <laughs> it's movement. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Physics. No one likes movement. So, Zed, where were you? <laughs> yeah, where was I? Sorry about that. Yeah. Side, side track. I just thought it was interesting. I guess that is part of everything. There was Guild Wars, but yeah, as Rob said, not much happening. The dailies have got easy, so I've been doing those quite often. <laughs> Daily achievements. It's because they let you choose which ones to do. It, but, well, they say choose, but it's actually just like whichever first, whichever five out of these ten you complete first. Yeah. <laughs> so you just run around in the world for a while, and then you're like, oh, no, I'm done. Success. Points. Nice. Prizes. Have <laughs> you decided if you're going to join us on one of those sorts of games yet, then? <laughs> Uh, I'd like to. Yeah, I guess Guild Wars 2 would be the one. Mm. Unless you're playing Torchlight 2. <laughs> that might be cheaper. Well, <laughs> that will be cheaper. It's undoubtedly cheaper. But yeah. But I'm, yeah. Um, that's on my to-do list now. I have a copy. And I think I'm going to enjoy that more if we tried it co-op rather than me trying yeah. to solo it. Well, yeah. Clearly. Okay. Well, we could do both. We could start with Torchlight 2 and then move on to... Well, there's Borderlands 2 as well. We could wade into a new game of that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll sort that out. We'll get, get started into on that. <laughs> get Dan into a game! Because <laughs> like, he can have something to talk about rather than never having anything to talk about. Oh, Just like this. Yeah, but it helps yeah, us. Not this time. Get, it, uh, get, get what we have off our chest. <laughs> yeah, we always talk about and, and I have a big chest. So now let's talk about this shit. <laughs> so let's do it. <laughs> let's get the rant out. Yeah, well, maybe. Begin. Know. Begin. Uh, because it sounds like you like it, so... Well... First of all, I guess we need to talk about the thing that everyone's bitching about before yeah. we actually get to the game. Okay. 
which is the fact that the servers broke. But that's, yeah, that's inevitable. Yeah. Why is it that every company that tries this fails every single time? But that's the thing. There's been so many commentators and actually people in the industry sort of like mentioning since this happened again on a game that can't actually particularly, probably doesn't actually need that much server load compared well, to... Well, that's arguable because of other things, but yeah, <laughs> we'll get much- to that, I guess. But how live is it? You know, I mean, how often does it really need to update what your city is doing to well, the other players? It doesn't, it doesn't matter how live the game is specifically, because what the only thing that matters is that they did they did betas or or events yeah, like that, never get the and they have pre-order numbers, so everyone... It happens every time. Everyone thinks like, well, they have all this data. Why do they not know how much data they're going to need and how many people are going to be connected to the server? And the betas are always going to be a significant number less. Well, yeah, but it doesn't matter. That's not... What they're testing in a beta, surely, is more like the rate of data per player rather than the number of players. The number of players is more from the pre-orders and market projections. Yeah, so you should know how big a server infrastructure you're going to need to yeah. expand to. You should, but then they never... Even if it's just temporary do. for long. Well, that's the thing that everyone's been saying, well, particularly this time, is that maybe in the past it probably wasn't going to happen because you it's just like you just suffer the bad shit on launch day and then it tails off and it evens out and then you're good. Where, but now it's like people have looked at the IP addresses of the SimCity servers and they're clearly just cloud-based. Elastic cloud. Yeah. It's just like you should just be able to boot up more cloud servers really quickly or have more cloud servers to start with and just turn them off. (laughs) It's like now it should actually be possible to solve this problem. So, yeah, that you've already preempted where I was going with that. Sure, you know, because I I wondered if there was some... uh, Yeah, developers get stuck in their ways, let's be honest. We have our, like... So some of us have our things about, you know, some technology sticks around longer than it should, like server architectures and things like that. And, you know, having a physical box is still kind of nice sometimes. Yeah. As opposed to trusting in an ethereal cloud. But it's like, well, but in this particular I, case, the cloud sounds like the most friggin' awesome thing for solving this kind of problem. Well, at this point, they could have just hybrided it. If they want physical boxes, they could have their main and then just have extras. What's what's wrong with clustering your elastic part you know, out to the cloud and have some static devices that are always there as a a fallback? If you want that, yeah. But yeah, they didn't, apparently. (laughs) And then everybody exploded. I mean, even from a technical side, it's, it's doable, you know. Your your elastic servers are just virtual boxes at the end of the day, aren't they? They're just they are PCs without a PC. I mean, all that Amazon or Azure or whatever has amazing right you know tech that's right there to do all the load balancing and all the working out how many more machines you need to spin up based on demand. Yeah. It's all built in. I don't know. And of course, <laughs> the, the funniest thing about that story was when they looked up when they looked up the IP address of the of the SimCity servers. It's like, oh, it's Amazon Cloud, and Amazon are not selling the game any longer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. well, that was pretty funny. This, this was good. It was only out for a couple. They only yeah, they only released for a little for while, like an hour or two. Um, it was only the digital version. Yeah, and they put an immediate Which notice up on the page even when they did start reselling it, saying, yeah, currently suffering. Um, you know, there are currently technical issues with this game. You may you may want to hold off until these are resolved. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's interesting, because I wonder if Amazon sort of inherently knew. It's like, well, if EA are doing this in, in the, and they're not using our service correctly, this could reflect badly on us. So... We're going to try and mitigate the issue by saying, hey, we're having technical problems. Or Yeah, maybe. 
if you're playing and they're using the Amazon cloud and you're playing, you're probably playing on, um, because it's different availability zones. So you're probably playing on machines in Ireland. Yeah. So mm. you're probably fine. Well, right? they have EU servers. It's actually split up in, for some bizarre reason that I'm not entirely sure of, even the release date, it was like EU, <laughs> EU East release date the 7th, EU West release date the 8th. Right. like, <laughs> what? That'll be the Amazon availability zone. Well, yeah, but then uh, why even have the different release dates? I don't know. Maybe they... I don't know. Wouldn't you spin everything up a day in, or in advance? Yeah, you know, several yeah. days in advance to make sure... Well, they did, okay. basically, because all the EU servers were up, on, up at the American launch, and then all the Americans were playing on the EU servers because all the Americans once were broke. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time it got to the EU launch, all the servers were broke. Right, nice. <laughs> oh, that's, that's kind of funny. And that was, so yeah, that was just dumb. It was like, why would you do that? So what was this thing with the retry counter? Because I saw that the, the client seems to have this like, oh, well, the game was automatically going to let well, you in in about half hour. EA decided not to make an actual queue system and just made it so it waits half an hour and then retries. And then if it fails, you just wait half an hour again. <laughs> Who wants to wait half an hour? Well, the answer is you don't. You just keep reselecting the server until it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Anyway. So, yeah, that was bad. Epic failed. As we knew it was going to happen. Well, yeah. this, could you blame this in part on Maxis? Because Maxis aren't exactly... <laughs> Maxis have no idea how to make online games. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And this is the first time they've really yeah. done it. But if yeah. Maxis had a choice, they wouldn't, gone... they wouldn't have forced people to... Um... Be online. Well, I don't know about yeah. that. Well, yeah, it could be EA in their like social solutions, yeah. unless Maxis were the ones well, like, pushing. The, there's the, the EA element of it where it's like DRM or whatever. Yeah, but Maxis had their whole thing of like, we want this game to run on as many different computers as possible, so we're going to offload some of the processing into the cloud, so you don't have to have quite such a hardcore machine oh, to do it. Yeah, right. Really? Apparently, that's not happening, is it? Well, here's what I've what I've try and see like what I've suspected from looking at it is when your connection goes down and you're in the game playing a city, it still totally works. I think where the actual cloud processing if there is any cloud processing which there may be going on, what where that is happening is the region interactions between cities. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the bit that's offloaded if it is actually offloaded. So how your city benefits from the region, you mean? Yeah. yeah. So, like, tra- all the trades and stuff and, like, commuters going between the cities. Does that does that mean, like, so say when you're playing your city, does it mean, do you mean that in the sense that there's, like, the trickle changes? Because, like, the rate of change, presumably, does it offload it to the server? So the server tells you when that rate might have changed because of the other player's results. Well, that's the... Like, up- so if you go offline, does that rate still happen? Or does you, do you need the server for, like, oh, these traders happen, this traders happen, this trade? Well, for each step of the trickle. Well, I think the problem is that with this whole system, which is actually the actual problem with it, not necessarily to do with the server load yeah. is that I don't think it updates very fast, which sucks because hmm. it's like I was trying. Well, last last night when the servers were pretty busy but still working by this point, finally they'd got enough extra servers up that it was starting to even out. Uh, which I guess was still release day for Europe, so <laughs> good times. But we got in a game. I got in a game with another person, and we were playing along. And you could see stuff where it was like things would pop up and it would clearly be about five minutes past when they did it in their city. And, and it was like, well, maybe the server's just laggy. 
and that sort of makes sense. The, 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 the actual because when you were first, when it was really bad, when it first came out at the launch, it was still it was it was still this bad. There was a lot of problems where you couldn't even like enter a city, or if you went out into the region view and tried to move from one city to another in the region, it would just completely fail. So it was obviously having troubles in that. It was like the cities were working. It was like you could play a city as long as you just didn't worry about what was outside the city. (laughs) So it's like clearly that was the bit that was having the big problems. But then now I played it a little bit earlier on and virtually all the servers were saying they were fine and it seemed to log in pretty quick compared to how it had been. So it was like, well, this seems okay. But I tried playing like two cities and I was, I was seeing if I could do the classic commuter idea where it's like, this one's going to be residential and this one's going to be industrial. Yeah, yeah. But it clearly doesn't, it's not only that it doesn't seem to update very fast, that's not updating very fast is a problem because if you're talking about commuters, it's just not, it's like the updates aren't fast enough for the simulation. It's like, mm-hmm. it's past the time when these people should have gone to work, but it hasn't updated the other city to tell you there's jobs, so they all get to be unemployed for a whole other day. <laughs> oh, that's annoying. So do you think that will improve on the service? Maybe, but I, it's like, I can't really tell yet. And then the other trouble with that is, like, it wouldn't be so bad, but the other thing is, if you're playing by yourself and you want to play multiple cities and you're like, I'm going to be, make yeah, these yeah. cities so they complement each other and trade... It also doesn't appear to sink your city when you quit one city and move to the other, oh. which is a really bad problem. Because <laughs> I was like, I went over to my to my industrial city and I was like, put power plant down. Obviously, put a really big power plant down. I'm going to send all these power to this other city. Load up the other city. Look across the valley to where the it's industrial city there. is. There's just a road. <laughs> it's like, that's not how I left that. And no power. And no power. So just... Wait, wait so... Is the so you can start a game with just you? Yeah. So that that that's supported at least. Well, you have to be yeah. online, obviously. Yeah. But, but that requires. So they didn't even think to put some kind of offline no state for that, so it can just talk to itself when you want to play on your own. No, that's the other thing that everyone's bitching about. There's that's, no no real single player really. That, that is kind of dumb. Yeah, it's like I can sort of see why they would do that because then you're you're saving yourself a lot of effort having to write essentially a client version of that system. Yeah, I guess, but. And the so, one if your so machine can't handle it, oh no! So basically, you're saying that in six months' time, SimCity might be good. Well, not, or it might not, not be, that long. It might not be playable at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, all <laughs> that. that. Probably not that long. But the, once people stop playing, well, the, the trouble with it is, is that at this point, I can't tell whether it's whether it's still the servers are laggy, so the region thing will get better, or whether that is literally how they designed it. And it's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well we'll have an update on that point yeah, yeah. so that's so. A, that's ongoing that could change tell us about the game yeah the game itself uh, so I design wise because I have some massive reservations about the direction they've taken well my first thing was immediately when I saw the quick look was oh my god those cities are fucking tiny they are diddy yeah they are okay. tiny but I don't think it's like a, what is it a two kilometer space well you just make up some fucking numbers yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything SimCity has a sort of scale well it, it did when it was square based but then it was like in 2000 it was like oh these buildings are clearly not the size that they are in these squares or whatever and then in, by the time you got to four it was like yeah maybe there's maybe these are sort of to scale but yeah but you know your roads <laughs> like must have 30 it. people live in a single house yeah, if you just judge distance of road you know maybe the building design is a bit nuts but you know the actual 
distance of a road. Or you need, see, the only the only way to compare it is to try and like do compare it to the previous game and say it's X times bigger. But even then, that's like you're still saying look, look at this skyscraper. It's probably about a city block across, so that's probably about however many meters <laughs> or whatever. You can judge it by the desk length of a car, surely. <laughs> can you? Those might even be scaled wrong. I mean, they're, they're, they're not really cities in the British sense, are they? There's no. Maybe in the American sense, but it's more like sim half of Ipswich. Or something. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, they are even that. Yeah. Well, it's like they're designed to be dense, not sprawling. But why? Uh, sprawling is cool. Yeah, well, why, sprawling why, is cool. Why can't you do it? Because well, it's like, like SimCity 4 with its giant map size. Is... Well, the thing everyone says about it is the obvious thing, well, that Max has said, is that they had to limit it because of the simulation. Because yeah. they're doing so much simulation. Fair enough. They okay. can only, I mean, just imagine how many fucking nodes there'd be in a road network in a SimCity 4 map, like a large one, if yeah. you were doing this detailed simulation. It would just take a lot of work. Maybe. So maybe yeah. in, 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 in like a future iteration of it when... Well, they have... Maybe when they can rely on client power a little more. Well, they've been saying... People have been quoting, like, Ocean Quigley or whatever the fuck, <laughs> from Max is talking about it, where he's like, yeah, we'd like to patch in bigger cities in the future and this sort of thing. Cool. But that, is that his actual name? Yeah. Sweet. Ocean <laughs> Quigley. Awesome. But... but the number of times I've seen people talking about that and they just, they're, they're just saying that they're saying it like it's fact. Where it's like, they want to patch in bigger cities sometime in the future and they want to give you mod support. Yeah, and it's mean, like, well, do A, mod support is just not going to happen because it's an always online game. <laughs> It's like Karaxis like, like and the XCOM team, isn't it? It's like they, get, they they want to continue working on it and keep patching it, but we haven't seen anything for a while. No. But then again, it took them long enough to get out the first patch. So maybe yes. that's just how fast they work. We'll yeah. see how it goes. But they'll want to sell more stuff. Well, they so. want. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Why it's like mod support is like you've got to be crazy. It's just they're going to yeah, sell yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to do that. They, they want to. Fit, they want to put SimCity into the Sims model, isn't it? Like shit tons of DLC, probably, I probably. Guess. But then. That They've already got their stupid p- visual packs and shit. Yeah, British, British they care about those. crap. Yeah, but that's they, a waste of time. But, but they might not work anyway because you might need a compatibility pack to get it to other people to see you. Well, that is one of the things that I read. As, well, it was just like one post that I saw offhand somewhere that Which someone is- was saying that if if someone who's using one of those city packs or has or has those and. They just naturally appear in the city. But if someone's been using them and then has abandoned their city, you can't claim it unless you have those packs, mm. <laughs> which is a bit of the old classic, like, Gears of War maps issue. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you don't have the packs, so you can't access this city. And unfortunately, if it's abandoned, you're fucked, because, you know, this abandoned city is just fucking up some place in your region. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. Definitely seems like with the size of the cities being restricted to that two kilometer square, that inevitably after a while, every city is square. Well, that is <laughs> really that is weird. one of the big problems. Well, like, there's like to, there are like to the terrain. I mean, especially since you can't bit. do terraforming. Yeah, now. yeah. Okay, you have to work to the terrain to some Again, extent. Another weird omission, if you ask me. Like perhaps you know, perhaps you could do some crazy stuff in the first one, but at least it was all you know the costs of yeah. doing that stuff were quite high. Yeah. Which is City four had that awesome pre pre map map yeah. like that if, if you wanted to yeah that's ten years ago is is it, it, are they are they not going to add like are the regions at least randomly generated no or are they not no. are they, they're so all they, hand made hand made what see this is where it goes wrong <laughs> I, I I think they're taking this in such a 
it seems like such a backward step. But anyway, the only good thing I can say about the, the terraforming or lack thereof is it's actually really good at like at automatically editing the landscape. Okay, like if you draw a road up a hill or whatever, it yeah. cuts into it or builds a bridge or does whatever, you know to cool. make it smooth. And it actually it's actually pretty cool. Where like if you put down or or if you put down or if a building has been built on a slope, it like you know embanks it or whatever yeah. to give it a footprint. But then if you delete that, it reverts it to what it was naturally. Ah, cool. So it's actually kind of nice to oh, like, that's nice. Yeah, undo those weird looking things sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice. And it does, and also that means it doesn't like screw up the landscape if a building builds an embankment and then gets destroyed. Then it's like, well, now you're stuck with this stupid embankment that no one else can build on because it was like that exact shape of that one building. <laughs> So I do remember in Simpsons 4 some houses being on some hilarious yeah. giant st- st- uh, like Yeah, giant stems. cliffs. Yeah, that was funny. So okay. yeah. and uh, So the game itself, so the game. once you're in it, and you're not worried about the size of the city. Oh, I wanted to say one other thing about how the region is dumb. And, and it seems like, a, like the most obvious oversight. But when I tried to make that power city, where I was like, this one's yeah. going to have the power station because it's all like polluting and shit. This one's going to be industrial. This one's going to be residential. And then you're going to buy the power. <laughs> I realised that you can't do neighbour deals, as in buying power and water and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't do that until you've built a city hall. And how do you unlock city hall? By having power. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's like you actually have to build a power station. You have to build a wind power. Yeah, I have, so I'd like build the... Wind powers are only like 8,000 quid, which is a lot cheaper than all the other ones. <laughs> so it's like, I actually have to build a shitty wind power in order to unlock the ability to buy power from this other city. <laughs> okay, that's done. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty dumb. You think that maybe that would be like a first playthrough restriction to kind of open, it, and then like once you've done all that and you and it's taught you the mechanics, you can do them in whatever order you want. Yeah, like just go nuts now. We've, <laughs> we've given you the the farm. So yeah, uh, the actual game. What was I going to say? Well, this, for as much as they go on about the simulation and like how much they're simulating and how detailed yeah. it is, yeah. Every time I look at it, it's just like. It's still dumb. It's still bad. <laughs> it was like I was watching a, a like built a recycling center, yeah, and like a recycling truck comes out of it, and it's like it's down at the bottom of this hill, sort of near my industrial zone, and then there's like the main road that goes up into my residential area, and the, the recycling truck is like drive up the hill, get to the first junction at the top of the hill, do a U-turn, drive to the bottom <laughs> of the hill, do a U-turn, drive up the hill, do a U-turn. And did this for like 20 goddamn times. I was like, seriously, is it just broken? And then eventually it was like, oh wait, maybe I should not do a U-turn and go somewhere else. <laughs> and go to the city. And go and find the rubbish and collect it and bring yeah. it back. It doesn't... Someone needs to teach them Half-Life 2 Pathfinder. Well, it seems <laughs> like a lot of the time... Well... This is the best thing, because I'd actually talked about this before on a previous podcast, because it's exactly the fucking same as that Pharaoh game I was playing. Yeah. It's all random walks. They don't have any intelligence of where to go or how to get to the... Like, and it can be really bad in, like, the case of, like, power and water, because it flows along the, along the roads, the roads yeah. but it is just random walks. So at every junction, it's just, like, the packet of power is going to go one of the random directions it can go out of this junction. So you've got to hope that you have enough that the random yeah, eyes... So, like, so rather even, than evenly doing it... Yeah, so like even the, before you've actually run out of power, buildings can start running out of power because the packets just haven't got there this time. Yeah, they're brand <laughs> at random. Yeah. 
So and then they should deliver evenly, surely, because because what you know in, in concept, just water and electricity would deliver <laughs> yeah, well, yes. evenly. I think we said that the first time we were talking about the I mean, agent. Well, so why do you even need to model electricity like that? Electricity travels practically instantly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you why, just why? have a voltage on the bus bar all the way down all the roads. And you That's just what I mean. Why up. do you need to model that like that? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But like, even with water, but you know, perhaps you could have done some neat stuff with elevation and stuff. Water and pressure, have, yeah. Yeah, you could you could have done, but what? Yeah. But even that should like disperse. Evenly. It's just because it's because they basically built it all on the same system. But that, it seems like, like a they built a system for something that didn't need a system. <laughs> yeah, and it's using all this computing power that could have gone towards having nice big cities well, but, to do a dumb let's simulation. Be honest, how much computing power is that actually using? It's just like every junction do a random turn. Well, it's like tracking all the objects. <laughs> if you get, well, yeah, yeah, you've got a million off. packets of power moving around your city constantly, and they and they actually what they achieve in terms of simulation is making it unrealistic <laughs> rather than realistic. Right? <laughs> it's really dumb. <laughs> but I think the big well, problem. maybe they wanted to like. Because perhaps if you had areas of big draw near the power yeah, they because like and then industrial buildings could use more, like they absorb more packets before they get. I mean, I guess that's what they were going for. But you could simulate that with like a heat map type thing, yeah. Couldn't you? Like, I guess. You know, you wouldn't need to go to that level of tra- making electricity particles flow. I think the bigger problem with that system is actually. I'm not sure because I ha- couldn't really see it on that on the Giant Bomb Quick Note where Jeff was talking about the fact that some of his buildings were never getting water for some reason. I think that it's like it's quite it's I've had it happen several times where you can get bits of road that don't connect but they appear to be overlapping. So it's like oh, weird. They don't. They look well. Sometimes they overlap completely, but sometimes you can see where it's like yeah. a rounded end, like the road had ended, but it's actually on top of another bit of road. It just oh, hasn't okay, connected yeah. properly. And I'm not sure whether they actually would be, just like, if I waited, would the car still drive across it like it was connected or not? I doubt it. It's just like, it seems like there could be problems with that sort of thing. Because it, if, if it does make a break somewhere, it'd be really hard to diagnose. Yeah, you'd have to, to just go look at all of your roads really closely. Yeah. And see whether they've, whether they've actually connected from I guess you'd be, you might be able to see it from the water view to see, like, oh, why, why is it just stopping? Yeah, or, possibly. But I think the bigger problem with the idea of this, like... It could be an interesting layer, like, you know, you could have plumbing problems, <laughs> like, that they could have added. Yeah, I guess. But then it would be quite hard to... Because they still detect. have giant robot attacks. Well, Godzilla's not giant robots this time. They like, went back to giant lizards. I look like robot Godzilla. <laughs> well, it looks like giant spore monster. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically. What a surprise. <laughs> Another crossover. But um, I think the bigger problem with, the, with, like, the simulating stuff is, the like, traffic is... They need to implement some, like, because people complain about it and then they said it would be too much to implement. But it's just like, emergency service vehicles don't get priority. <laughs> like, move the fuck out of the way! Yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind that. of important. So you're like, you're, like I had in one case where I it was like, someone was injured and my ambulances turned out immediately into traffic and both of my ambulances got stuck. And by the time that traffic had moved out of the way, an, an ambulance from the other person's city had driven all the way down the highway and took it away. <laughs> 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 it was like, great. This is just seems like, seems like whenever they say, oh, that would be too hard to do, they're just not trying hard enough. <laughs> computers are a million times faster than they were. When well, no, no, it sounds like they've used that power to perhaps 
make the simulation slightly closer to real life, but the problem with making it slightly closer without factoring other things just makes it awful. Yeah, you got like an uncanny valley effect. It's like they're simulating everything, but just not well enough. Yeah. Like they've simulated more of it, but Although, each or, individual part isn't simulated as good. Yeah, or, or they haven't simplified things in a way that actually makes logical sense. Because as you say, the, the emergency vehicle priority thing is kind of important in a city with high traffic. I mean, yes, it will slow them down, but and, they still need and, to be able to get there. And there should be a point where it's like, if it is gridlocked, they won't be able to move out of the way, so yeah, they will get yeah, some exactly. There's a, there's a couple of extra things perhaps they could have added to that system that would have made the world of difference in this case. Yeah, but then even worse than that in relation to the traffic is the fact that everyone does U turns. <laughs> yeah, but who does a U turn? That's fine as a simulation, like simplification, mainly because it's so like. So when they come onto a junction, can they randomly go one, two, three, of four directions, including the way they came? Yeah. At the same equal probability as going in well, any not, other direction? Not, it, 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 that is pathfinding. It's like they're trying to get to a destination. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Well, most of the time, apart from when a recycling truck drives up and down. The why, why would they U turn if they're trying to get something? Well, I suppose it ma- there could be a side of road thing. Yeah, it's like if the building's on the other side of the road from the direction they're coming, they need to turn uh, around to get. They, they, they don't okay. know to cross the road. Well, they can't cross the road because it's like an avenue with a central barrier. Oh, yeah, in whatever. that case, yeah, right. But the trouble with it is that, and there are some junctions in America that actually let you do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Well, the, the trouble with it is that it just it makes traffic a lot worse than it actually is. Because what you'll have is, say you have like a two a two lane, well, or a four lane road, two on each side. It's like the left hand lane is f- straight across, yeah. right hand lane is turning, or, yeah. or straight across. But what you actually get is like one car will be trying to do a U turn, and if the other direction is blocked up, that car t- car can't turn onto that and doing U turn, so no one, so can, no turn one right. can turn right. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then worse than that. Because they only look like one junction ahead, or, well, I guess it sort of makes sense in real life, they only think one junction ahead, so so it's like, I'm going to drive straight down this road, but now I need to turn right, so I need to move into the right-hand lane. Mm -hmm. So the car that's blocking up, trying to do a U-turn, is blocking up the right-hand lane, and then the car is trying to transition into the right-hand lane, blocking up the left-hand lane. So everyone's fucked. (laughs) It's a deadlock. (laughs) You know what, that that, that could sort of happen, but as I say, that... But it wouldn't happen if there were cu- if the cars that weren't stuck in like U-turn loops. Yeah, or- it's like the U-turns just jam everything up more yeah. than it would naturally. Hmm. You know, perhaps make that a less common thing that you can do. Well, it that. just seems like that's a, that's a lazy simplification for pathfinding because actually having to work out to like go all the way round a block to get back to where you were trying to go to is probably actually quite a lot of programming efforts. Yeah, maybe in terms of AI, you just put a limiter on it. <laughs> like stop don't do don't do so many u-turns in a row up the same street you know you could have a metric to figure that out it's like i wrote a bit of code the other day to try and figure out a problem that had to be kind of estimated and approximated so i added a guard clause to it that said you know if you've tried this a couple of times and you're still not there at a good enough answer give up tell the user like, I can't do this well enough. You know, a, a different scenario, because obviously in the game you have to kind of make, you have to do something. Well, I mean, eventually, you can't just give up. Eventually you see if, if, like, if they've been sitting there for ages, eventually they'll just go down the right-hand turn road and just work it out from there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> which, which again, may be accurate. Maybe, you know, someone, when you're sat there for a little bit, you sort of will eventually go, well, fuck you then. <laughs> just, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but it's like, it'd be nice if they didn't, they should start road rage incidents. <laughs> like have people get out of the cars and start a riot. Maybe. 
It would just be le- less U-turns would help a lot. I a think. slightly angrier version <laughs> of that REM video where everyone gets out of their car. <laughs> and then this is maybe a totally weird thing to say about the game if, for people who know anything about it, but I don't think it actually gives you enough information. Really? What, <laughs> even with the new UI? Yeah, it's like, for all these ridiculous overlays and shit that they've got, or like, all this, like, crazy, like, it makes everything white and then bars appear and it shows The, the colour stuff looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty good, but it doesn't... Most of the time, it's not giving you any actual useful data. <laughs> what, you want the numbers? Well, no, it's not even that I want the numbers. It, it's like what I said about the... From the Vita, what I said about the um, traffic overlay. Mm. The traffic overlay is oh, real yeah. time. But you can see that. So you can see the fucking cars. cars. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need like a... I need like last hour or last 24 hours traffic. Yeah, you want to be able to average it. And then that that applies to a lot of those other things. Like if you go to the uh, schools overlay, it, it's like if it's during the school day, it's like, oh look, there's a giant bar at the school which shows you where all the students are. <laughs> and then when it's not the school day, it shows lots of little bars in all their houses. But the main problem with that is that it rates them as students or not enrolled. But not enrolled doesn't mean has never gone to school. It means not in school at the moment. <laughs> so when they're spread out in all the houses, that's no data. So if you're, so you're practising stuff, at, if you want to try and do improvements at night, no, yeah. because, because you know it's a problem. You can't because you can't see what happens. You just have to, well, I mean, in that clean. case, you just you go to the schools tab and you click on the bus stops and you see where your bus stops aren't. And that's probably where they aren't getting schooled. <laughs> I guess, but even, but even so, that's kind of... Yeah, but it's like that data layer is literally no data <laughs> at some point. This, 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 I get, I'm kind of disappointed by this because all of these things sound obvious. Yeah. If you know what I mean, all this data stuff sounds obvious. The traffic... People going around in a circle, constant, the recycling van thing. Sounds like someone at Maxis will have spot that yeah. early on and said, this is dumb. Well, it's just like, I don't know how much more effort it would be, but surely you, you just have it so that it knows that it's been to that junction before and should go the other way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, server <laughs> problems aside and, and region management aside, which is, let's be honest, it's a technical challenge yeah. uh, for a company that aren't well-versed in online you know, at all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can sort of forgive that. I mean, it's awful as it stands at the moment, but it may get better. I'm, I'm willing to forgive that. These game design decisions that are fundamental to your single player thing in a genre they've been doing since the dawn of time. Exactly. I mean, it's not like you can't do detailed simulation. I mean, look at Dwarf Fortress. For <laughs> well, that has terrible pathway to go. So oh, okay. Maybe that's quite similar. Okay, but you know what I mean? That's... Yeah, I don't know. This this should be their game. You know, this should be their, there should be no one else that can do it like this. And yet, in my opinion, what they've made is a subpar version of SimCity Four. You know, it feels like you know Four is still the best one of the lot. Well, for as much as I'm going, uh, I've just been bitching about it. It's still pretty good to yeah. play, and it's like still it still has mechanics that sort of feel satisfying. Like especially the way like the density upgrades now. Where it's based on the roads, yep. so you upgrade the road network to increase density. But then, yeah, if like you want that. like medium wealth people, you have to build parks, and they have an area of effect, and you have oh, to, cool. and so you can actually control more easily like your medium wealth and high wealth population by making neighborhoods for them, basically. Nice. And then like all the all the cool stuff with like the building add-ons, so you can upgrade your buildings over time and that sort of thing. That's all cool and fine and great, and it actually makes it quite nice to play. You see, I like. I, 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 you're right. I do like that stuff, and I. But I'm a kind of you know we've talked about this. Before 
four, I think, about how you felt found the building upgrade system can sometimes be a bit weird because you kind of have to leave the space for these. I've been getting more used to that. There are a few cases where it's been a bit misleading, though. There's like... Because they added the thing where it shows you the outline of where the upgrades theoretically go. Oh, okay. So you can leave the space. But as I said before, if you haven't built a road, like if you haven't boxed it in with road, it doesn't re-show it when you're laying the extra road. Yeah, so it still does that. So you still have to remember or box it in advance. But the trouble with it is that it shows, like with the town hall, you have like extra wings, basically, that are the, the departments, like the department, the utility, and then you add it on. But the outline it shows for that shows it sticking out sideways, whereas you can actually place it sort of flat and it's actually thinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that box kind of shows the maximum rather than how you can actually make it. So you kind of have to, you wouldn't have known that until you'd done it, right. which is kind of unfortunate. And it can happen with that. There's other things where quite a few different, quite a few of these building add-ons, you can attach them. It shows you where the add-ons will go. But once you've placed one, you can actually attach to that add-on. So you can extend it even further away from where the original building is by stacking add-ons onto each other. Right. So that, once you realise that, you realise that maybe you don't have to worry quite so much about those exact boxes because in some cases it will actually let you stack them in a different direction. Oh, cool. Okay. So a couple of things remaining, I think, yeah. from, from what I... Um, from this whole discussion, I guess. We'll have more, right? Oh, yeah. We'll have yeah. a lot more. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, you know, it's the, the, the evolution of the online scenario will be interesting. Um, first thing is, I've, I've, we'll get this sort of out of the way. Like, I have a slight minor, you know, a minor problem with the new aesthetic because it never looks, the, the new look is nice. Yeah. Um, the top shift. Well, yeah, and the, the, the sort of the, the nice way that they mimic t- telly shows of tilt shift. Yeah. But, I think it doesn't look quite look dense enough for me in, to well, be it's a city. The, you know, it's the grass the thing, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of grass. There's a, you know, there's a, there's a lot of empty space, which isn't quite how I imagine city centres. Well, I still haven't I mean. got the high density, so I haven't seen how it actually pans out yeah, when yeah. it fills everything in. I mean, I hope it does a good job of that. I think it looks um, pretty packed. But. Yeah, I mean, it starts to look okay with the medium density buildings, even. Especially, like, the low-wealth ones where they have parking outside the back of the apartment and it fills up a bit more of the green space in between the buildings. Mm-hmm. And the final point I'll say is there is news that has happened that says um, EA admits it was quote, dumb <laughs> what's been going on. <laughs> Who's quote is that? It doesn't say, it's just from EA. But um, I think but, I might... but there's a free game coming to yeah. those that are suffering. I think I read, that's actually a quote an from undefi- Maxis, not an, EA. Well, yeah, an undefined <laughs> free game. Yeah, apparently we're getting something free out of it. But you know, quality. You know, you get you know maybe apart from it's here, have a free one of these games on Origin. What do I even want for that? It's not any of them. Probably Dead Space One. That'd be alright. It's the best. It'll probably be Mass Effect Three after I've still got that box copy of it sitting around. You got you've got a copy now. Yeah, you need to play that before Christmas. You seriously need to play that. Too late. I've started playing (laughs) since. Oh, okay. There are. Excuse if you me. can't get in and it says half an hour to wait, that's time to play. <laughs> then Mass Effect won't work either. <laughs> Different servers. Maybe. Well, the, there's the no origin anyway. Like that. Yeah, that, that won't work the same way. Oh, and also, the other thing that was interesting is I bought the physical copy and I got Amazon Day of Release Delivery. Yeah. And uh, the disc is only two gigs in size. And apparently that's the whole game because it didn't actually spend long patching either. <laughs> What? That's yeah. smaller than Civilization 4. I know. It's tiny. The back of the box says 10 gigs, but that's traditional, you know, 
ridiculous estimation that's never right. But the literal size of the CD, like the burnt disc yeah. area, two gigs. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the the quote comes from Lucy Bradshaw, GM of Maxis. Yeah, right. the Maxis label. So probably marketing. Right. Yeah. VR. Um, EA have been dumb to allow the servers to collapse under the weight. <laughs> you have is dumb. Right, we'll come to the end of this sourcast. Uh, <laughs> the, start- uh, the short answer is a lot more people logged on than we expected. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> fucking idiots. Anyway. Oh, God. Anyway, thanks for joining us for the first of season four season of four. the sourcast. We're going to have a beer and a burger. Sweet-ass burger. Yep, and it's going to be sweet-ass. And uh, enjoy the... Sweet-ass-ass? Have you got an outro? Is it the same... You know, you know what? I might, need to, new, I might need to cut a new, a new one. <laughs> so enjoy your new outro. That even Rob hasn't heard yet. That none of us have heard. And, um, well, normally it's just a cut of the last few seconds yeah, of the intro. Yeah, it is. But... Yeah, that works out well. So enjoy that, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. It's not that. <laughs>